Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Broadcasting from beautiful and safe Brighton, Massachusetts. It's go, 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 go time. This is... Who are you? I'm all Greg. Pleased to meet you. The Greg Hill Morning Show. Tick, tick, boom. Starring... I'm Instagram famous. Quack, quack, quack. Come on, man. We go way back. You're damn right we do, Tom. You're a fraud, Greg. Greg Hill. Listen, that's fine. The man wants to be wined, dined, and... Featuring the original spark of the Pats dynasty. Super Bowl champion Jermaine. uh, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Wiggy. We talk about the beautiful ladies, whether it's, you know, uh, Halle Berry, Jennifer Aniston. And, you know, when you're that fine, it's something you ain't doing. Same with the dude. Joined by the relationship alpha. Oh, this is going to make me sound stupid, but can't you just buy your own sex doll? Courtney Cox. Even the uniform, though. I mean, I went to school with a uniform, and I used to get violated all the time. Violations all the time. (laughs) Sorry. That was close. (laughs) And accompanied by... Look at my booty in these tight pants. You know, can't stuff it in your mouth if you're on the phone. Two big brains behind the glass. Brian Hoyer. The quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Another stroke of Sweeney's. Curtis and Shime. You know what I think back to, Greg? You ever see Hitch? Okay. Love that movie. Now. Let's get down to business. It's time to party. It's time for the Greg Hill Morning Show. Morning. Good. Hello. Morning, everybody. (laughs) Hello. Good morning. Morning, everyone. Morning. Good morning, my neighbors. On Boston Sports Original. W-E-E-I. I'm my people. W-E-E-I. When I say Greg Hill and you say show. Greg Hill. Greg Hill. Greg Hill. Show. All right. It's go, 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 go time. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Tick, tick. What up, man? Yes. Hello. Welcome back. Coach's weekend was ruined. Oh, man. I just heard for three minutes about how the NBA ruined the weekend of coach. My childhood, I feel like, has been, you know, the memories that I have have just been shattered over the years watching the All-Star weekend. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Nothing. There was nothing redeemable. The only you? good thing about it was Jalen Brown 
have the guts as a real all-star to compete in the slam dunk contest. Why do we, we have people in slam dunk contests that are not even in the NBA? Because I, I think a lot of people don't want to put that on their body. No, it has it's nothing to do with we that. We say it all the time. Everybody's soft Courtney, now. Professional stop. athletes don't want to do the extra work. It they has don't want nothing to do with that. Oh, They're embarrassed. Oh, embarrassed? Yes. Give what, me a break. Do you really think they do five dunks? Yeah. Do you really think f- they're concerned about five dunks on how their body's going to feel? Or do you feel like that if they go out there and they have a bad, like uh, Jalen's first attempt at jumping over Kai Siant when the ball goes over his head, do you think it's more that they don't want to be made memes of? Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Why do you – Courtney's right, though. It has something to do with today's player because the guys used to do it. Yeah, like that. No when, social when, media back when then. You, when you and I were growing yeah. up, so it's, it's so not social media, guys. They can't even incentivize players to play in a Lakers Celtics game, right? <laughs> so now we're we're like, what? They're not going to partake in a dunk contest? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had to literally put new bylaws in to ensure that the maximum amount of great players would actually, you know play in the regular season. I mean the it, game the game Sunday was trash. The game's like, trash. That like all it was was like a three a giant three point contest. Nobody yeah. plays any kind of defense whatsoever. No, nah, the game was absolutely it's, trash. It was you're right about that. It was I like the fact that Jalen Brown at least participated right. in the dunk contest. It doesn't I don't care if it's G League guys or whatever like I I do. I'm like, who the hell is he? What? Jalen's left-handed dunk was cool. And right, I also yeah, think yeah. I, I, the flash uh, of it all, I'm still I'm a sucker for. Like, I, maybe I am the audience they're looking for. Like, the, it, watching, I thought it was cool, the LED the court. I, I know some yeah. people didn't like that. Wiggy hated that, Yeah, too. I didn't really. Okay. Yeah, I thought I, that was cool. Like, like, during the dunk competition when they put the parquet up there, yes. they were able to do that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, every, just, every, it's M- not for us though. Like this is the other thing. <laughs> no, no. But like- every MEA analyst said it, every single one, especially in the dunk contest said it, you gotta have name guys. Look at the three point contest and all the name players that competed in that. You gotta, guys do not, they don't want to be embarrassed. That's all it is. LeBron didn't do it. The last all-star to do it. Since Jalen Brown was Donovan Mitchell when he did it like seven years ago, but guys don't want to be embarrassed. There's no competitive nature like well, uh, Kobe used to do it. Kobe did it once. He yeah. did it once, and then LeBron didn't want to do it. And you start to think of all of the former dunk contest guys that were like Jordan was an All Star, Dominique Wilkins yeah. was an All Star. Like, well, I think we learned why LeBron doesn't want to do it, and we'll get to that during they said it. But he doesn't like the attention on himself. Oh, what uh, a that, weekend! This, Tour de Force for LeBron. <laughs> but but here's the thing, though it's 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 not for adults. Every I thought Larry Bird had a great sit down. It went viral with um, Sirius XM before mm-hmm. the, before the game, and he said. Everybody says today that, oh, I hate the game now because the players they loved are no longer playing in it. But Larry said, I've loved all the eras of the NBA. I love Klay Thompson. I love watching him score at that level. He said that Golden State team is basketball as it should be played. The, 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 I watch the, the reactions and listen to people lose their minds about the All-Star game. It's a stupid exhibition for kids and clients. Yeah, yeah but yeah. even Bird said, though, when he got his uh, NBA Legend of the Year, 
he said with the All-Star game. I agree with him. I love basketball. I love watching today's game. I think, obviously, every uh, era, it evolves. But even he said, take pride in competing in the All-Star game. Go out there and play hard. They... The game is great, but the all-star game, it's just they're not competing hard. Kobe Bryant once said this before, that th- these same dudes will compete harder at UCLA on a Sunday morning when nobody's watching for pickup than they will when there's millions and millions of people watching an all-star game. Yeah. And I think the competitive nature of the game has just gone away. It's like you said, it's no defense. It's... It, it, I'm like Mike Milbury at this point, and it's kind of the same in the NHL when it comes to the game. I like the skills in the NHL because it's all the all-star guys. It's time to just do away with all or make it where, and I saw somebody put this out. I don't remember where it was. The East and West, the winning team gets home court advantage in the finals. Yeah, well, I might get to it during my lead. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the players have, have now started to whisper about what they want in order to make the All-Star game competitive. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Um, I could get to that during my lead, maybe later on. on this I have to start with Mill and end with Onions. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it might. No, yes. I think they're going to need a little. Yes. But think about the guys yes. that are playing in that. It You're going to need to pay them a lot, a lot of money. All right. That was well, actually well, what Courtney said when she first met Santo. Yep. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, by the way. What uh, what kind of nonsense is going around uh, going on around this place? Are you only working today this yes. week? Yesterday was a holiday. Correct. And then you're only working today? Yeah, I didn't plan that correctly and that's on me. Uh, what, <laughs> what, what, where are you going? Florida. Well, we're going to Florida next week for I know. the show. Yes. Why do you need to go? This was I, planned well in advance. Oh, and, okay. um, I mean, cheapers, yeah. creepers. No, I know. The, I, the it excessive was on, use of flex time yeah. around this place. No, it, that is clubhouse. on me 100%. Okay. As, as we got closer, I said, oh, we're off on Monday, and oh, we are going to Florida the week after. Yeah. That is on me. Okay. Yep. So uh, one of those rough one-day work weeks for yeah. you this week? Yeah, I'm powering through, let me tell you. <laughs> All right. You are now the clear-cut leader in the clubhouse with flex I am. I am. I'm sure everybody else will catch up. Uh, All right, I'll be doing the show remote. Uh, Oh, you will? Yes, from Florida, Uh, Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, but won't she be down there? Uh, So she's going down there tomorrow. Yeah, not working the show. No, I'll be on the air tomorrow. Um, what time is your flight? Uh, Six a.m. Oh, okay. So and then you're you. Why don't you do if you're going to work Monday and Tuesday? Why don't you just work Thursday? Because I'm taking two days off. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's why. Uh, But Monday, Tuesday, I will be maybe poolside. Uh, Maybe I'll be coming to you poolside. Oh, okay, all right. right. I like that. Maybe I'll start in a cover up, and as the show guts on. Right. Maybe as long as Ken's okay with that. I'm sure (laughs) Ken's off all week. Nobody's working. Don't worry about Ken. His nickname around here is the lifeguard, so yep. he'll want you to keep the cover-up on. Yeah, but, yeah. but we're, listen, I think Twitch would enjoy if the cover-up came yeah. off, I'm sure. Yep. Um, they allow nudity on Twitch now, remember? Oh, do they? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Do they shine? Do they allow nudity? I believe What's it's the, only tasteful nudity. Oh, it's good. only tasteful. Art, this will be tasteful. It has to be artistic. It'll be yes. tasteful? Yes, this is always tasteful. <laughs> okay. I'm like a Playboy magazine centerfold. Huh? Tasteful nudity. Okay. Okay. I always right. used to say that to my dad. He never okay. liked it. I said, when I was really young, I was like, you know, a goal of mine maybe in life is to be in a Playboy centerfold. And my dad said, what? (laughs) And uh, I said, you know, Kim Kardashian, I don't follow, but 
I remember hers. There was pearls, you know, covering yeah. uh-huh. the nipples uh-huh. and the privates. Uh-huh. But it was tasteful. Yeah, that's she where the A list celebrities they go yes. there. B and C they go to hustle. Yeah, so great, that was always a goal of mine. We went to we went to L A. and on our uh, trip, I mm-hmm. said, Dad, I found the Playboy Mansion address. I would like to drive by. Ah. Mm. So we have photos of me, like thirteen, standing outside okay. with thumbs up. <laughs> really? Yeah, that my, explains a lot of. Yeah, my you. poor father. <laughs> really? Wait, did I you also say- had a sign. <laughs> and it's still hanging in my childhood bedroom to this uh, day. But be a in my dorm room, <laughs> it hung above my bed. It was Lily Pulitzer print, and it said, Get Naughty. Oh but spelled N-A-U-T-I. And, like, I look back, and I said, uh, my poor father was, like, sitting on my bed, taping this above me. put it up for you? <laughs> I, 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 I guess I didn't, dorm room? I didn't think of it as, like, you know, uh, sexual. Right. Get I don't naughty. know. But remember, the Coxes, they're, like, you know, they're, 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 not. Free, they're free spirits. No. I mean, we know. We know they're free free sexual spirits. Uh-huh. I mean, if you if you grew up in Europe, they would be the type of parents that'd be like, all right, we're going to the nude beach. Well, uh, well fun fact, Greg was in the centerfold of Boston. And Man magazine, and instead of pearls, he had Canadian bacon slices covering up his nipples. By the way, do I get any credit whatsoever? No Bruins jinx on this guy. I was there for that game yesterday, and they finally won one in OT shine. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe they actually won a game. It took, mm. what, 10 rounds of a shootout, yeah, but they got there. Yeah, it did. They finally got there, but... Um, Anyway, we got we have a lot to get to on the show this morning, and I somebody is threatening to report this feed when you're in your bikini on Monday. I oh. I hope nobody would do that in Twitch. Yeah, that would be. Rude. I, I feel like they should join the like be on board here team wise. Yeah, if we can have Greg's cannonball, we can have Courtney. By the way. Correct. Right, exactly. I mean, they can report yeah. all they want. Bikinis are totally allowed. Okay. All yeah. right. Great. Okay. Good. Chime nose. <laughs> <laughs> I know the bylaws. <laughs> All right. Um, also, I think we can finally talk Dynasty officially on yes. this show. Yeah. Is that correct? It, it's, uh, it's my lead, and oh. I'm, it's no spoilers. I know only the first two episodes came out, mm-hmm. but it hit me. Some something hit me over the weekend when I finished it, and I have such a greater appreciation for Bill Belichick. Really? Right. Yep. Okay. You finished the whole thing. Yes. You like the whole thing. Okay. It's ten out of ten. I think I'm at Spygate right now, which is a great episode. I didn't. Mm. I was a little bit disappointed. What? With it. It was just like they mention it, they kind of like briefly talk about it, and then it's like, all right, on to 07. Well, no, I mean they they go they, they get into it in great detail. The, I felt the like. details they I mean it appears I thought that- there was gonna be more behind behind the scenes about it that we yeah. didn't really I mean, know about I, it. You know who's a foxhole guy? Ernie Adams. He's taking oh, yeah. every oh. secret to his grave, Curtis. I love that guy. Ernie Adams. Can I also say, and I believe Curtis said this day one, the way that they keep the 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 tape rolling, even like uh, while they're talking about what they're about to talk oh, okay. about, yeah, Ernie yeah. Adams yeah. is yeah. like, I'm taking that to my grave. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we have a lot to get to on this morning show before some of us fly off for an extended vacation in Florida. That includes the leads in 10 minutes. They said it at 7. That's a quick back and forth on what they said over the weekend in sports. In addition to what LeBron James said, we will also talk about what Trevor Story said about the danger in counting this team out. As we get ready to head to Fenway South and do three shows for you next week with the Boston Red Sox. And then 
Courtney has the news at 7.30, and that in, uh, includes an incident of 10 items or less rage at the grocery store in Missouri. And at 9, we will be joined on this show by Derek White of the yes. Boston Celtics. Right. So we'll I get to wait. talk to him about his, been an all-star. his thoughts on All-Star Weekend and the rest of this season for the Boston Celtics. So Derek White coming up at 9 on today's show. Right now, Courtney, and what is trending this first hour? Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Subaru of New England. The Bruins take down the Stars in a shootout at the TD Garden. 4-3 was the final with Charlie McAvoy scoring in the ninth round of the shootout. Less than 24 hours after 26-year-old Justin Brazeau signed a two-year, two-way contract with the Bees. He scored his first NHL goal in his first NHL game to tie things up at two apiece. Here he is after the win. I kind of blacked out, honestly. I, Richie asked me where it went, and I said, I have no idea. I just shot it and heard a crowd go crazy. So, yeah, it's obviously a good feeling. Very, very cool there. Over the weekend, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown helped the Eastern Conference All-Stars to a 2-11 to 186 win over the Western Conference. I know Wiggy didn't like this, but Tatum, in his fifth All-Star appearance in second consecutive year as a starter, finished with 20 points, and Brown in his third All-Star game was the East's second highest scorer with 36 points. Brown also finished second in the dunk contest. Some Patriots news. According to Tom Pelissero, defensive lineman Lawrence Guy and safety Adrian Phillips were released by the organization yesterday. And James Ferenc has announced his retirement from the league. So three guys that will no longer be Patriots. The Genesis Invitational. Matsuyama was the winner, winning his fourth MB, uh, PGA Tour title. And Tiger Woods did withdraw from the second round of the tournament. Seemed to be a flu game for Tiger Woods. Uh-huh. The bubble got Scott to him. Yeah. Back spasms, and then it seemed like it was an illness of sorts. I, know, I feel like it was the shank. I feel like once he shanked it, he didn't want to risk that he again. He just couldn't recover mentally? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I it was the flu? Well, like, I some mean, people, uh, there were reports that there was an ambulance scene outside of the clubhouse. So it did seem like maybe he was, whether it was dehydration or, He you know. played an entire round with a torn ACL and MCL in his knee. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that would COVID. probably be easier than the bubble guts on walking 18. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that'd yeah. be bad. That would guts. be bad. But there's a lot of bathrooms out there, Who right? Who is that lady walker? He could have had a her moment. Uh, Uda Pepig. Oh, Uda, yeah. Uda, Uda Pupig. Yeah. Yeah. She had an unfortunate incident in the Boston Marathon. Yeah. 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 Well, he does have that new clothing line, the Sunday Browns or Reds, whatever it is. is. Oh, God. Yep, but our thoughts are with Tiger. Uh, The Subaru of New England, Washington's birthday sales event lasts all month long. Feel the freedom of a 2024 Subaru with symmetrical all-wheel drive. That's SubaruofNewEngland.com. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. Thanks, Courtney. 19 degrees, freezing cold. Feels like 9 in Boston. Afternoon high is sunny, 35. Tomorrow, Courtney in Fort Myers, 69 degrees, the high, sunny skies. Coming up, they said it at 7. That's a quick back and forth on what they said over the weekend in sports. And then at 7.30, the news with Courtney. And at 9, Derek White of the Boston Celtics on this show on the heels of NBA All-Star Weekend and some complaining by Coach and others about the quality of the entire weekend. So Derek White will join us later. Um for you, Courtney, mm-hmm. 
Corey is on the phone this morning. I don't know if it's about the story that you shared earlier this morning or what have. Good morning, Corey. Good morning, everyone. What's going on? I just have a question for Courtney. Yeah. Yes. Um, F. Mary Kill, Harry, Santo, or Taylor Swift? Oh, wait, my dog, Harry? <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, that's a very difficult. Yeah. Those are your th- really your three. Wait, now fa- I'm laughing at myself. Yeah. Oh man, those are really your three favorite people right. in the world. Yes. I think yeah, you really only uh, have two options. I have in this one, one option. <laughs> no, not no, really. there's one option. There's one option. I, I marry Harry. Yes. Okay. So I, now you have two options. I then. f Santo, and uh, I gotta kill my girl. Oh, you? Wow. <laughs> really? Wow. That's true love. That's the that only is, option. That is, that's wow. true love. I've never been stumped yeah. like that though, Corey. Wow. Thank you. That is that's fantastic. I yeah. Jeez, poor Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, know. I just noticed. tweeted that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. What you should have done is married Taylor Swift. Could have got yourself a nice juicy payday. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Well, speaking all of you this, dog people out there, block your ass. Uh, you could have killed your dog, got a new one, and then boom, you have sex with Santo uh, and you live in life. Well, it's interesting. This comes up. Did you see like the viral TikTok going around? No. Uh which was yeah. Of course not. I'm at, I, should, I, I should direct that which question one? to Courtney. Beyonce. So, Basically, no. They well, asked was the question. About, was it about boiling your chicken in NyQuil? <laughs> no, it was not. Oh, okay. They asked. They proposed the question. You're in a life or death situation. You can only save one, uh-huh. and it's your mother, your wife, and your child. <gasps> oh my lord! Oh, wow. Wiggy, oh, my. <laughs> I, I, I would. I would take my own life so they could all live. Oh, no, not necessarily not one option. of the options. Oh, it's not an option, not, right. Greg? I mean, I, I would probably. I would. I'd save my child. I mean, I feel like that's... Of course, what the, that's the only answer. That's the only answer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... My mom's is old enough. I, like, my mom's would have been old enough, so it would be you like... You better I, be careful. Mrs. Wiggins might be listening yeah. right now. Well, she'd probably be, be like... Yeah, she'd probably be like, let the kid... You know, you always go with the younger ones. What would Talita do? She'd save her three kids right. like everybody Oh, yeah, else. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's common, yeah, common sense. Right. Yeah. Um, on the Subaru of New England text line, a texter says they feel like we may have overhyped Dynasty. They've only seen two episodes. Yeah. So you got to, it, 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 I mean, you know, maybe we overhyped it. I don't know. Mm. I think it gives The Last Dance a run for its money. I think it may be better than The Last Dance. But We're definitely a little bit biased. An overhyper. <laughs> I, w- I would say from what I- I've seen, the only thing that maybe The Last Dance has on it is... The Jordan says what he wants. He kind of like gives a lot of detail on what went on off the court where Bill Bill comes across as like if you watch this, which is great. He comes across as like a mob guy who was under who's basically on trial. His head's always looking up like, yeah, I'm not answering any questions no matter what you say to me. So you don't think he did it under duress like I. And I, I've been trying to. I brought this up last week. This stuff had to have been filmed in June or July. Yeah, diabolical. I feel like Robert Kraft had it in had had it in for Bill the whole entire time he was filming this. Which, and I wonder if like Bill thought that he was going to be around when this came out and that he was still going to be the head coach. I mean, it's... I don't think he thought it was going to be what it was. I think I think he might have went into it where it's going to be a little bit more of a 
puffiness and or like, like about the actual games, about the, down games, the games. Yes, and the dynasty of how you it, became. You mean that. you didn't think it was going to be an entire ten-part series on how he destroyed the New England Patriots yeah. and how and how everything that happened anywhere at any point was his fault, right? And he was it, a little. That's why his head was back, like you yeah. know, and he was always like very like short with his answers. Because I also think Kraft talks a lot. And so I'm with Greg. If this was shot in June or July, Kraft did not think that this was going to come out and he was going to still have Bill Belichick as his head coach I don't while he, this came out. I don't think he could have. No. When it, did they start uh, promoting the release? Uh, I don't know. During it was the season. Like it was during October the season. or something, I think, maybe. Uh, are we I, sure it was that? Because the only thing I can think of is that they gave the green light after the Germany game. And they're like, hey, start promoting this. We'll release it this offseason. Because maybe they weren't going to release it until Bill Belichick was no longer there. But it was later in the season when they started to promote it, I felt like. Right. Well, that so would, that's, that's, yeah. that's when they've already made their decision on yeah, Bill. And I, and I think Bill going into it, where you're right, Courtney, I, thought, I think he thought Dynasty was going to be more about the X's and O's and how they became a Dynasty on the field. And not some of the off the field shenanigans that kind of played into it. I don't think he thought that there was going to be a full episode dedicated to Aaron Hernandez. Like I, yes, if, yeah, that's if you're blind. Bill Belichick, you right. really don't want to revisit right that uh, part. And there is he didn't want to revisit Spygate. Nope. Greg Hill. Yeah, I am. I am right for once in my life. November twelfth, Patriots lose in Germany, ten to six. November 16th, the official teaser released. Tom Curran was right. Okay. They decided then. God, that's a good So point. do you <laughs> think that Netflix, I mean, sorry, Apple and the producers and directors were okay with waiting, sitting on it, and until Bill's fate was determined? Yeah. I mean, in, in uh, there's a story today by Ben Volan, and I agree with him, so I'm petrified. But they say in the end of this, when they do the <clears throat> the credits... That it's Kraft something 2024 LLC. Mm. So he had ownership of it, which means he could probably dictate the release. I bet uh, what they did is somebody who's very into a lot of these TV things. I bet what they did is they had two versions ready to go. Just in case Bill had a really good year, you can't come out with that and you know you're going to bring him back. They probably had a whole nother version yeah. where it was, you know, maybe some of the questions that we saw in the one out, there was a whole nother one that is a little bit more, it didn't make Bill look as bad, just in case. <laughs> just in case he was still, well, cause what happened, they still had to run into him in the office in yeah, the morning, like, what hey, if, Bill. What if they did really? Hey, did you happen to catch that Dynasty episode last night? Right. Mm. What if they did really well? Totally, and, took, totally took everything I said out of context. Well, <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, Bill. <laughs> You're going to get a mulligan on that one. So, and I, I think that's. Or, I'm sorry, Shime. <laughs> I think that's part of it, is they probably had a couple, you know, like another one, Kind of some of the questions ready to go because if if they were successful this year and Bill's coming back, you're right. How does Robert kind of look at him and and say, "Damn, Bill, my bad. I didn't mean to make you look that bad." <laughs> he is the scapegoat in every single episode. Uh, yeah, every he, single oh, one. He's the entire. He's the he's the villain of yeah. the whole of the whole entire thing. Apparently, the twenty years that he was here, he was the villain the whole entire time. It It seemed like it was going well for a while. Ken and I talked about this Saturday, and it is so backfiring on Robert Kraft. Yeah. Because people here, they saw it with their own eyes. Like, the Hernandez and the Butler and all the -the behind-the-scenes stuff's interesting. But nobody watching it that's a Patriots fan is going to change their view of Bill Belichick. Right. 
Like, they love the man. He is yeah. he is an institution here. No matter what the media says, the fans have defended him. So now that the owner is going out of his way, whether it was at that press conference a couple hours after Bill Belichick left, or with this, or saying Bill always had the right to spend whatever he wanted, it's just not working. Doesn't it make no. Belichick, like, the sympathetic figure here a little bit? Like, yeah. it just, it feels like... Kraft is trying so hard that I understand why Bill was extra grading last season. I, that my you are chomping at the bit of my lead. All right, we can get the let's get to the <laughs> yeah. leads. Let's go ahead. Let's get to him right now. This is the Greg Hill Show. Time now for the lead. Handful of times on this program before. Uh, that would be Audio Slave oh, with their song that. Gasoline. Oh, turn that back, I should. I probably should give the Marconi back for not recognizing the incredible voice of Chris Cornell. I. I should. I'm. That's it, Sean. It's all right, Greg. We all stumble sometimes. Leads this morning brought to you by Northeast Electrical. They are New England's full-service electrical distributor, and they provide electrical products and services to electrical pros all across the region. 40 locations serving the trade, or you could go to needco.com. Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. And speaking of stumbling, James was running all around the seaport on Sunday, past where Greg's fall was. James nailed it. Never <laughs> fell once. Well, I mean, he didn't have his glasses off trying to Instagram. That's what happened to me. Uh, Shime, good morning. Good morning, Greg. Uh, so, non-sports lead for you today. Uh, this this came across my desk over the weekend. Shout out to a Twitch viewer, 5571 Rocco, uh, who forwarded this, me, uh, forwarded this to me via email. Um, there is a restaurant in Salem, Massachusetts called the Rivalry Sports Lounge. Mm-hmm. Um Greg, do you know what their mm, uh, prize dish is at the moment? <laughs> no. Uh, I know Courtney will get very excited about this. A one-pound mozzarella stick. Uh, what? A full-pound mozzarella stick. Just one big mozz stick. <laughs> and I got to tell you, Greg, uh-huh. there is nothing I want more. And as someone who's been on a diet, all uh-huh. I've been doing is lusting after food that I want. Uh, yeah. It's almost in an unhealthy way. Yeah. Do you have and a photo this we might photo be the top for, of the list. We need a photo for Twitch. Do you have one? I oh. do. I okay. uh, I am sending it to Brian as okay. we speak. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a full one-pound mozzarella stick. Does one eat that by themselves? No. Or is that like a family-style thing? You're not dipping it, correct? Oh, you're no. Not. they co- It comes with like a bowl of uh, marinara. Yeah. You'd mm. have to dip it. Do not disturb the marinara. No, you'd have to dip it, but are you cutting it into yeah, smaller pieces? It. See, I don't yeah. want that. Or two hands. Give me my individual uh, mozzarella uh, 
sticks and I'll be good. I don't want no giant, giant piece because... I don't know. It just I think I'm with you. It's too big. Yeah. We should celebrate rather than moo. We should celebrate the forty pound loss mark for you with the one pound mozzarella stick in Salem. That's Salem, Mass, or Salem, New Hampshire. Uh, Salem, Mass. Salem, Mass. Right. Okay. I need to see it. So yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get it up on Twitter. Yeah, eventually. I sent it to Brian, so okay. that should be up shortly. Okay. Here. I think he's putting it up right now. But mm. it's like I just—it's just like a giant log, and mm. all I want to do is dip it in that marinara <laughs> and take a massive, massive bite. I, I see. I, could there's you nothing get the I love thing? more than fried You think you can get the whole cheese. thing in your mouth? Mm, no, not no, at once. Okay, not the entire thing. Oh, there, no, it, there is. it is. All right. Wow, yeah, that is very big. Oh, that looks pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's gigantic. Yeah, you definitely right. cut it up into you pieces. Can, you can bring some of that home with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. You need, like, Greg's hand in that for size reference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my God. Do you think there's, like, a challenge? Like, yeah. finish it in 10 minutes, you get it for free? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, that man versus food. I can do that. All right. That that might uh, it, it might like cause an issue when it comes to you might be uh, stuffed up a little bit in, in your inner. I don't get stuffed up. You don't, you don't, oh, you don't? I've <laughs> never been stuffed up in my life. <clears throat> never once. Am I really? really? Yes. Okay. Never. Right. Never a single time. Thank you, Shine. You're welcome, Curtis. Good morning. Hey, Greg. Uh, can we do later in the show? F. Mary kill Brady, Bill, and Kraft. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, we could. Okay, good. Because like, Corey got me thinking about that. <laughs> I, we, I I would f Brady. Okay, nobody knows. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go away from sports for a quick second and just say in a world where everybody who makes two seconds of themselves an ass of themselves becomes famous like the girl that said she saw things that weren't real on the mm-hmm. plane yes alexei navalny is a man of unmistakable character grace and gigantic balls the guy fought his whole life to overthrow putin and his gestapo run uh, whatever you would call it, government. And I watched um, the HBO Max has a Navalny documentary where he almost sort of like speaks it into existence that like this will play when I die. And it's all about how he was trying to lead this movement and and how he was stifled again and again and again. This The, the scene after he was poisoned on a plane, he's flying back from Russia, he lands in Siberia, he gets treated. They won't even let him be seen by the media. They tried to prevent him from actually getting treatment outside of it because they didn't want the world to know that they used this Putin um, chemical warfare poison on him. Anyway, he passed away. He was murdered in jail uh, at a They gulag. still won't return his body to his family. They won't return his body to his family. And if anybody just needs to know what actual courage is, it's Alexei Navalny. We live in a time now where... Nobody wants the two people running for president because nobody that that has a life actually wants to run for president because it's such a thankless job. And here's a guy who was a lawyer, had a beautiful family, could have done anything. He continued to fight for people he never met. So rest in peace, Alexei Navalny. Incredibly well said, Curtis. Unbelievable. we got to take a quick break. We'll get to Courtney's lead, which is uh, some thoughts on Dynasty. Yes. Wiggy's lead. Uh, what do you you have something to add I, about the? I got two. I got a I got a football or an NBA All Star one. Okay, so all right, all so right. it's your your choice. Okay, on maybe, what you maybe you f- go football. I'll go NBA All Star. Okay, because uh, the players are whispering about what they think could make that game more competitive. You so got it, man. We can get to that coming up. Speaking of the NBA, Derek White of the Celtics on this show this morning at nine. <laughs>
One week from tomorrow, day one of our Fenway South Road shows. Three days as we do our best to bring you all of the excitement of the forthcoming Red Sox season here on the Greg Hill Show. So we will be at JetBlue Park for three days, and we'll see if we can get on for you on the show this morning in 10 minutes or so at 7. They said it. A quick back and forth on what they said over the weekend in sports. And speaking as we are of the Red Sox, we will talk about what Trevor Story said over the weekend about the danger of counting this Red Sox team out. So we'll get to that coming up. But we were in the middle of this morning's leads when we were rudely interrupted by the commercials. Courtney, good morning and hello. Good morning, everybody. Um, Watching Dynasty, something hit me. And I think so many media members, fans... Uh, assistant coaches sometimes criticize Bill Belichick on how he runs things or how he acts when a microphone is in front of him. He is uh, pan-faced. He is monotone. He doesn't let anybody into his inner circle. He uh, doesn't always promote within. He will bring back somebody that he trusts rather than maybe somebody that's more qualified for the job. Watching this documentary, it was so apparent to me why Bill Belichick is the way he is. And that's because he was screwed by a lot of people that he trusted. There is, when you get to the Spygate episode, and this isn't giving it anything away because everybody remembers Spygate, the way in which that went down is exactly why Bill Belichick is the way he is. You can watch an interview before that Jets game and after Mm. that Jets game, and he is a different person. The way he interacts with others is completely different. Mm. And it is because he was screwed. He took all the blame. He was betrayed by somebody he trusted. Mm. And that's why he is how he is. It's so human nature. And I think we forget that Bill Belichick is a human. I would be that way. Mm. I would be petty. I would completely close myself so off from a lot were, of people. If, if there were an Eric Mangini Correct. around here who did that to you, then you might change. A hundred million percent. And yeah. I think people just forget that and think that he's a different person. I I, I felt for him watching the entire documentary. And I and I the way in which uh Robert Kraft talks about, you know, Spygate and putting a lot of that on him, it I don't think it's right. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you come to the end of Dynasty, you have a greater appreciation for why he does. Maybe you don't agree with it, but you can appreciate why he does the things he does. I would just say, don't you think Kraft feels screwed by Bill? And for what part? For Spygate, for Aaron Hernandez. Uh no. Well, it, I guess that's if you believe that that was all Bill and not and Kraft had no um, knowledge knowledge of, what of it was going on, anyway which I don't believe. Building. Uh-huh. I it, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I think he gets railroaded, but I do understand Kraft's side of being, you know, feeling like because the famous quote is that Bill asked, told Robert that it was barely one percent out of a hundred in terms of helping him, and then he said, "You're a real schmuck." Then right. right. <laughs> but you think that Robert Kraft had no idea that? Yes, I don't think Kraft was in the video room. I think the people that knew about that were Ernie Adams, right. defensive coaches. And Bill Belichick. Players didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Players had no idea. But I think Robert Kraft, if you own a team and you're a smart businessman, which I think Robert Kraft is one of the smartest businessmen out there, you know things that are going on. Right. Yeah, but I mean, got- I don't know. I, some of it is farcical and we can't mm-hmm. talk about it yet, but 
for instance, the Malcolm Butler episode. Mm. Like, okay, so again, I don't know what I can and can't say, but you're telling me that Robert Kraft never got an answer. Like, I, 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 if that were my team, I'd be like, what is the exact answer? I think yes. I, I, I don't know. I didn't get to that episode. Well, he's he said you know he says what he what he has been told it was right. But like, how do you not get an answer from? Somebody? I think a lot more people know than they're leading on to. Let's just say that <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I mean, I if I was if that was part of that team, uh-huh. you know, I mean, we talked to Devin and I get it. But there are a lot more people, especially if you're Malcolm, you're definitely saying, "Hey, what the hell?" You're you're telling people close to you on what happened and maybe what transpired, that kind of thing. So I think a lot more people know yeah. than they're leading I on I think every to player on that team knows. Okay. Well, we're trying to keep – we can talk about the first two episodes, mm-hmm. and we will try to do that with you throughout the morning. Thank you, Courtney. You're welcome. Wiggy, good morning. Hello. All right, good morning. Very similar to kind of what Courtney's lead is. I think a lot of people were tripping about Mac Jones and what was going on, and I think if you start to look at – the first two episodes, but then you get to the third episode or whenever the, the Spygate episode, and Courtney brings up a lot of good points on why Bill, and I had said this, once you cross Bill, that is it. You are no longer in the inner circle. And I think when we all when we start to look back at the whole Max situation and kind of where it went wrong, and I think that's the world of sports. We're starting to see it with Gerard Mayo hiring guys. He hired his brother. He's starting to hire some guys. You want to be around people that you can trust that maybe when things aren't going well, they're not going outside. And So you think that's what it was with Mac? Oh, yes. Calling around. To Josh McDaniels or whomever it was, whomever, and asking for advice and help on what was going on here, that was that sealed his fate. Yes, and 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 I think the Courtney brings up a great point. I think uh, the Spygate Mangini one, and even Scott Pioli says something interesting in there. Um, once you start even whispering about what you don't like and why, what's going on, and Bill's doing this, and you get out of that circle, that's it. And I think that's ultimately what sealed the fate of Mac Jones, mm-hmm. where he wasn't a loyal soldier and he wasn't willing to go, all right, Bill, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, maybe I don't agree with it, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do everything in my power to be a team player and to say, you know what? Hey, I'm a ride with these guys, even if the wheels fall off. Okay, Wiggy, thank you very much. Uh, you got it. NBA All-Star Weekend has passed. We talked about Wiggy's disgust with the entire weekend at the start of the show this morning. Speaking of whispers, there are apparently some players who were whispering this weekend that if you would like the All-Star game to be more competitive – they would like to be paid specifically for playing in the All-Star game. Okay. So apparently... Do the, they not pay those guys? Uh, they don't get paid for that. Right. Um, it's we'll an honor. Them. It used to be an honor. Yeah, well, you got to pay them. It was, a, it was an honor. It was a way to grow the game and to perhaps grow your own individual brand mm-hmm. if you played well. But um, apparently the in-season tournament has uh, shown these players that they can be paid Mm -hmm. for virtually everything they do. So if you want to have a more competitive East versus uh, West All-Star game, you're going to have to pay these guys individually. I like it. What? Why Uh, not give the money and then they can give it to a charity? You know what happens when guys play in the Pro Bowl and the winning team? Yeah. You know what they get? Guys get paid. 
Right? What happened? So only the Connor team? McDavid, did he not get paid for winning the skills competition? Okay, but you're saying only the winning team. No, the losing team gets a money too, but they don't get as much money as they the winning the team. They want the money to show up. They want, yeah. a, they want a, a bag yeah. to show up. And uh, that's, They currently get paid, according to the latest CBA, the winning players in the NBA All-Star game get hundred grand. Oh, that ain't enough yeah, money. So they want, everybody wants, <laughs> yeah. they want money to show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I get it, though. Don't you want to be paid for your services? I mean, I'm still waiting. <laughs> well, you know, I, I and I get it's an all-star game. I mean, do we get paid to go to Aviva Trattoria and do an event with the listeners? That's not an all-star no. game. No. Do we get... What What do you mean? That's not an all-star game. I, I mean, they go, everything's taken care of. You don't need to spend a dime once you go, and they're making... A, I, it doesn't I know. matter. That you want what you want to get paid. Especially, it just seems a bit greedy. So, <laughs> if you did something and you... Perf- performed and you were considered an all-star and i don't know how we were related in our world let's say we were number one and the top 20 markets and we were you know this number one and they had a party to celebrate you would want to be and paid people to go to the no party? no not to, to celebrate and you and you were highlighted as the best in your business and they're like oh we want you to come perform at a radio show, you want it, you want some you want Courtney, some shekels. Courtney went all the way up to Loon Mountain, and somebody took her dinner. She didn't get to eat. <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I, I think I'm, I'm the I'm last person. I'm going to make up for that in Florida. Oh, that's I'll buy okay. you some steak tips. And you, you okay. might be right. I was right. hungry. <laughs> Greg, I, was, I, was hungry. I didn't say who. I was very hungry. Yeah, no, it's okay. And, uh, and Greg, you might I was be, too, but that's, <laughs> that's fine. You might be right because the NC- I don't want you to eat things like that because I know you want to be a centerfold. Yeah, that is true. You are helping me. Start of the show. Yeah, I'll do that for Shime. Yeah. All right. Anyway, what Wiggy? No, I was going to say because the in season tournament, when they did get a five hundred thousand per player, yeah. they yeah. actually did. Those guys don't get out of bed for less than five hundred grand. Yeah, I mean a hundred thousand, especially for a bunch of all stars. Okay. Uh, I mean Jalen Brown's all making right. what sixty five million. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are the leads this morning. We will get to they said it a quick back and forth on what they said over the weekend in sports next. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. She gave me a false address. Took off with my American Express. Sunspot, babe. She showed me where I guessed. Well, Courtney, 
heading after a rigorous one-day work week, mm-hmm. heading to the sun yep. in Florida. And she'll be ready when we arrive next week. So you're working today, and that's yep. it this week. I'm hoping I okay. have a little bit more freckles, a little bit more color on my okay. skin. All right. I don't know what the weather's like down there. Nice. Very nice. Uh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is Joe in the car. Hello, Joe. Well, hello, hello. Good morning, guys. What's up? Wiggy, I, I got to ask you, buddy. Uh, so what do you think that all-star players should get paid? Because you know the average NBA uh, player, player, mm-hmm. not all-star, and the league gets paid $10 million a year. So right. before I go on my, to my further point, so you tell me how much more should we give these guys to play harder? Let's play harder now because now we're going to get the, we're gonna get more money. $50 million is not enough, but mm-hmm. we want more. So how much do you think they should get? For, I would, I would say I would think to, in order to, for them maybe to play competitive, I would say a million dollars. I mean, how much do you think okay. the NBA, how okay, much do you so think the All-Star Weekend makes? Probably make good money. Uh, okay. So okay, what's their? So uh, how many all stars are there? Isn't there like twelve? What? No, there's more than twelve. But... Oh, per team. Okay, so let's just say it's twelve. Yeah, so you're spending twenty five million dollars. Yeah, if you want, they're, yeah, they're not making twenty five million dollars on that weekend. You don't think so? Uh, no way in hell. So would you? Wiggy uh, wants you to pay him. Pay them twenty five million. This is the problem. Yeah, this ahead. is the problem, Wiggy. Wiggy doesn't know the fact. He just. He just. He just. Comes up with his own. Theory. It's my like, own number. You asked me for a number. Yeah. yeah, because well, well, here's the thing. So you think if, let's use Jalen Brown because you, you just brought up somebody just yeah. brought up Jalen Brown. So Jalen Brown makes sixty five million dollars. So I'm going to give Jalen Brown, Jalen, I'm going to give you a million dollars. So you can try harder. Yeah, you think play Jaylen some defense. Brown if we give you a, Joe, let me let me ask if, Joe a question. If, if we give oh, you, yeah, yeah, why'd you hang up on him? Well, because we're moving along. How here, much did right? Connor McDavid made for winning the skills competition? I don't know what did he, he made a million bucks. Okay, so that don't you think that incentivizes guys to want to really compete hard when they do it? The winning team in the NHL got a million dollars. Like so, if you're gonna well, the winning team getting a million is far different than twenty eight right, million. How many guys on a, an NHL? Do, isn't it three on three now? Uh, on each NHL roster? No, when they do the All Stars, isn't it three I on have, three? I, I haven't watched an NHL All Star oh, okay. game in so, my entire No, I'm life. just saying. No, they, do, no, they did a three on three part, and then they go to the okay. five on five. But it's just like you brought up the mid season tournament. Sorry, you don't want to give them a million bucks, but if you want the game to be competitive, no, but Wiggy, you have this is the problem I have with the NBA. You had to essentially create the in season tournament uh-huh. to get guys to actually care about the regular season. So you had to pay them additional dollars. No, no, you created like, that to make like, more money. It's like coming in here on Stop a Wednesday. Stop the false narrative. You created that. The NBA created, created that to make more money for the NBA. I disagree. They did it to get You think guys. players wanted to play in an in-season tournament? They love it because they make extra money. That's what they That's what they say. That's no. what all the guys say. It, no, they don't. They they would rather just play the regular season. They don't want to. They don't that, play every other night. But like the, in-season, the in-season tournament, Greg, was created to, to p- try to put more money. There was a Celtics-Lakers game here a couple weeks ago. Did LeBron James play? Did no. AD play? No. 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 No, guys don't play, but that that's more of the NBA and the commissioner mm-hmm. with the new rule of the whole load management thing. Didn't the Lakers raise a banner after they won the in-season yeah. tournament? Yes, so yes, they cared a little bit. Yeah. No, no, but the players, even LeBron said, so we're, we're raising, yeah. that, that was a mockery. You raised a banner for an in-season, but the play, this isn't something that the players fought to have. 
this is something that the NBA and Adam Silver said, oh, we want to grow our game and we want to be able to make more money. What better way to do that than have this in-season tournament where we paint the floors and we do all this and we make this whole thing about it where now more eyes will try to come to the, to okay, the game. I'm going to bite. I hate this talk, but I'm going to bite. Okay, Greg, what if they just did first team to 100? Instead of it going on and on, 300 to 240, you do that. Other idea I had watching the, the coverage of this is, what if they did a Ryder Cup model where you had Larry Bird as the coach of the Eastern Conference and Magic Johnson the coach of the Western Conference? Okay. The players are playing for Larry and Magic. They guys don't they care. Respect. Cause Larry because Larry said it. And then, no, I'm saying, and then you have the, the winning team mm-hmm. gets similar to the NHL. So instead of $28 million for right. each player, you get $10 million for the winning team divided among 10 players. How about just not a? How about eliminate the whole thing? I'm like Mike Milbury. The, but other it's than, for clients and kids. It's, uh, that's why they. Other keep than it. baseball, the only one that can really be competitive is baseball. Yeah. Then it's not super competitive in hockey because guys don't want to get hurt in the NBA. Yeah. It's not just so eliminated. Well, I thought it was interesting. Wick gave us a little bit of an indication of it when he was on this show on Friday. But Rich Gotham, the president of the Celtics, said over the weekend they are working on the 2029 All-Star Game mm-hmm. for the NBA to be here in Boston at the TD Garden. And Wiggy's going to be in front picketing. <laughs> you know what I would like to see? Here's what I'd like to see. The NBA All-Star Game be American-born players versus the foreign players. Mm. Winning team gets money, like, you know. Okay. But now it's all about ego. So now you have the Joker, Luka, Luka Doncic, and any other... Um, uh, Victor Wembinyama, like yeah. guys like that who are from other countries. Mm-hmm. And then now you could be like, all right, who are really the best basketball players? Do they get a per diem? Like a hundred bucks for food. <laughs> if they give them a hundred thousand, how much is it per diem they really can? <laughs> all right. Um, let's get to this. It's time for Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito of the football world. They they want you to cook the dinner. At least they ought to let you shop for some of the groceries. Said it. Wake up to Del Bambino and have me face him. Maybe I'll give him in the eye. They said it. Brought to you by AAA Work Trucks. Take the work out of your next work truck. AAAWorkTrucks.com. I'm just going to say this. Okay, time for a quick back and forth on what they said this weekend. Where do you want to start, Chime? Well, Greg, since we're talking about the NBA, let's first begin with uh, LeBron James. Uh, so over the weekend, LeBron was asked about, you know, his retirement and if he would want to do like a retirement tour similar to Mariano Rivera mm-hmm. or as he called it, just Tim Duncan it and kind of go out and not say anything. Well, here is LeBron talking about the end. I was asked this question a couple of days ago. Will you kind of take the farewell tour? Or were you kind of just Tim Duncan it? I'm 50-50. Um, I'm going to be honest because there's times where I feel like I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus to be able to give them that moment, you know, where it's every city and whatever the case may be. And, you know, they give you your flowers or whatever the case may be, you know, and, and that seems cool. But the other side of I've never been that great with accepting like praise uh, it's, it's a weird feeling for me i haven't really talked about it much but it's just a weird feeling for me so to to go in each city if that's the case i don't know i've seen i've seen mikes i've seen kobe i've seen a lot of guys i just don't know how much i how i feel i don't know if i will feel great about it maybe the only child in me maybe but we'll see i don't know how it's going to end but it's coming yes 
You appear to be a guy who hates the attention on you. <laughs> yes, LeBron. Brownie. LeBron. When they announce him at the All-Star game and he does the, the the motion of putting the crown on his head, yeah, hates it. <laughs> hates it. Hates it. I mean, can he just, like, say goodbye at the end of the season? Like, no, you know no. they're going to give him a farewell yeah. tour. I mean, come on. A, a billion dollars gets you a lot of things. It doesn't get you self-awareness. Yeah, they're giving him a farewell tour. All right. What's next, Shine? Uh, next, Greg, let's go to the uh, audio you've already teased this morning. That would be one Trevor Story. He sat down with Tom Karen uh, and talked about, you know, the Red Sox and how they're feeling and if there's a specific, uh, you know, motto or narrative or anything that's going around the clubhouse. Here was what uh, Trevor Story said. Today, kind of the official first day, the entire group comes together. You have the, the meeting there with ownership and management. Take us in that room. I know you're not going to tell us specific things that were said, but what was the mood? What was the atmosphere? Kind of what was the message of the day? We're a very tight-knit group, and I think it's, it's obvious that a lot of people have kind of counted us out already. And I think that's dangerous when you have a, a very talented group. We know what we have in there, and I think we're confident in that. We know what we can do. So, but at the end of the day, it's you know we got to show up and and prepare the way we need to, and play the way, perform the way we need to. So, we're going to talk about our goals and all that. But at the end of the day, it's it's time to uh, put them up. Okay, what? dangerous to count these guys out. Yep. I feel bad for Tom Karen. God. <laughs> Why, why, Curtis? It's just, he knows this team is dog food. <laughs> and he's got to say, you know, oh, what do you say about what's going on here? By the way, I saw John Henry was there. What time did he meet the media? Oh, oh wait. <laughs> well, he showed up to, to have a private, uh, you know, gung-ho uh, motivational speech with the fellas. I, I saw Sam Kennedy repeated parameters 16 times in 30 seconds about <laughs> Craig Breslow. He's really lighting it up down there. <laughs> All right, anything else, Shime? Yeah, one more for you from uh, NBA All-Star Weekend, actually. Here was Jason Tatum. Uh, the, the one cool moment from the weekend, Tatum got to meet Larry Bird. Yes. For the first time ever. Yes. And so here was Tatum talking about his interaction with Larry. And I got a chance to go meet him and tell him how you know much of an honor it was to meet him. And uh, you know he told me he was looking forward to meeting me. So that was crazy to hear him say that. Uh, he's a lot taller than I thought he was. But obviously, what he means to the game, what he means to the city of Boston and the Celtics, and you know, he's the ultimate Celtic. So it was a, it was an honor to meet him. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. And the fact that Tatum appreciates that, mm-hmm. you know, he was, uh, he probably wasn't born when Larry was done. Right. And I he, mean, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, he played for the Celtics, so you should know who he is. But yeah. the, the, that's the cool part is that when you see the younger players, and a, and a lot of them don't, because a lot of them just. Might you know Bird played so long ago, but when you see them honoring guys like Bird um, or players of that caliber, it's just like you know. And and somebody put a video up, uh, Honest Larry. I think I follow him on Twitter, and I retweeted it. It's like Bird was so smooth when he played, and then when he won his thing, and he says, you know, play the game. That's why the All Star game, play it and compete. Like those guys competed against hmm. each other. Now it's just he like, didn't do a final farewell tour, by the way. No, if you're wondering, mm-hmm. not Larry, Larry Joe. There was Larry Bird night, which I got, was. To, I got to take my old man to mm-hmm. uh, when I was uh, just starting out in this business, and it was awesome. You were at Larry night, yeah. My was... sister taped over that with a diving competition. <laughs> no. <laughs> she did. Really? Yeah, ruined my childhood. Yeah, it was awesome <laughs> the way they did that. That's the way it should happen. Well, Jeter, the one who started the farewell tour, who was the was it Jeter who did the farewell? No, was Mariano yeah. Rivera before him? Or was Rivera? No, Jeter yeah. started the gift basket. All right, <laughs> so maybe Rivera with the farewell tour, yeah. and then Poppy did one. 
That right, must well, have been amazing to be at that grave. It was awesome. What a night. Why it did was, they have Bob Costas, though, of all the people? He was like the guy at the time, though, Curtis. That's like, true. He was like the sportscaster. The, the scene the... when Magic and Larry and the Magic had the Celtics jersey yep. underneath yeah. the Lakers. What an yeah. unbelievable night. And that's the way, I mean, I'm hoping that that's kind of the way things will go for Tom Brady in June, which is just a, a few months away. And yeah. I don't I, think Bill's going to be there. <laughs> he has to so. be there. I, I, he has to. I don't think know. so? Yes. How uh, awkward because, is it for Brian right now? Like, you watch this dynasty? I know, he's still on the staff. Crazy. I. Do you see that Bill told Jimmy Johnson that he'd accept a diminished role with yeah. a... Uh, with a team, Mm-mm. he doesn't have to run everything. Yeah, he was over. He said with his girlfriend. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's been saying that all along, though. He said that with us. Like well, he, he would just that. coach and be willing yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. He did yeah. say that with us. He. I mean, that's he said it here first. Yeah. So it's just, now. Now the question becomes: Does somebody give him that opportunity? Maybe Matt Patricia could repay the favor <laughs> and give Bill a job working for him as his special <laughs> assistant. All right. Well, that's they said it. Quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. Speaking as we just were of the NBA and the Celtics, Derek White will join us on this show this morning at 9. Here's Courtney with what is trending this hour. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Shaw's. The Bruins take down the Stars in a shootout at the TD Garden yesterday. 4-3 was the final with Charlie McAvoy scoring in the ninth round of the shootout. Less than 24 hours after 26-year-old Justin Brezzo signed a two-year, two-way contract with the Bees. He scored his first NHL goal in his first NHL game to tie things up at two apiece in the beginning of that one. Over the weekend, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown helped the Eastern Conference All-Stars win 211-186 over the Western Conference. Tatum in his fifth All-Star appearance and second consecutive year as a starter finished with 20 points and Brown in his third All-Star game with the East's second highest score with 36 points. Brown also finished second in the dunk contest. Some Patriots news according to Tom Pelissero, defensive lineman uh, Lawrence Guy and safety Adrian Phillips were released by the organization yesterday and James Ferenc was has announced that he is retiring from the league. Shaw's Star Market, bring your super savings on boneless chicken. Today through Thursday, pick up value pack all-natural boneless chicken breast or thighs for only $2.47 a pound. We use the digital coupon. That's limited to two per customer. Shaw's Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. All right, Courtney, it is currently freezing cold. It is 19, and it feels like 10 degrees in Boston. Afternoon high, a sunny 35. Watch A, a huge value in this guy. That must make you feel good, right? I don't know what they if when they called you, if they have called you, what they said, but that must that must be pretty satisfying. Yeah, I mean that that means a lot to me. You know, um, you know, like I've said over the past couple of years as well. It's like um, I'm ready to go no matter what inning. You know, my main focus is go out there and help my teammates and help the team win games. So um, no matter what situation or, uh, you know, what inning that is, you know, I'm going to give everything I have out there um, to put us in a good position to win the game. Um, You know, whether that is the ninth inning or the sixth inning, handing it off to somebody else, I'm, I'm just excited. So.
Herbert with Brad Foe after being summarily dismissed from Fort Myers. I Curtis, you're gonna have to explain this to me because you know I'm not the I'm not Mr. Baseball like Ken Laird. But you're getting rid of a guy who can give you some innings, who's very affordable, uh, in exchange for a guy who is probably not gonna be available until late July or, or August or or what have you? Yeah, I, I think maybe what Tom Warner was alluding to was full throttle to Kansas City to become the Royals because uh, none of these moves make any sense. It's almost as if the offseason has become a caricature of itself where you have, like, every day I see a new story that's worse than the one the day before. Uh, maybe maybe these moves are too brilliant for us to understand, though. <laughs> I mean, it could very well be the case. I'm sure when we get to Fort Myers next week, we'll be given chapter and verse about how we're dumb. But it feels like a team that's just selling pieces at the trade deadline, but it's you know the season hasn't started yet. Right, but it, right. It, it feels like they're daring people not to watch. It's like just please don't watch us. Don't don't go to the games. I, I honestly don't understand it. I where even if they were, you know, around 170 million in payroll, mm-hmm. this roster feels like it is bereft of talent. Well, maybe they're taking a page out of Diamondbacks playbook, right? A low payroll and hoping they can. But the Diamondbacks have a decade of picking at the top of the draft, and hopefully they can hit lightning in a bottle, right? I mean, isn't that isn't that what it seems like the direction that they're going in? And the new philosophy is we're not going to have a giant payroll, and hopefully we can hit lightning in a bottle and we could be the Diamondbacks. So you who brought up the Kansas City Royals? That would make sense if the Red Sox weren't doing a bunch of and I'll say this in quotes, minor league stunts surrounding next season. Whether it's Harry Potter night, all these other nights, they seem to be at Costco selling season tickets, like Mm -hmm. at the front entrance. (laughs) It's what you would see the Lowell Spinners doing. It's not the Boston Red Sox. So that's what's concerning, I think, to a lot of people that are following this team. I don't think it seems like they want to hit lightning in a bottle. It seems like the team is what it is, and they hope that you're going to be still coming to see them. Also, never mind the one-pound mozzarella stick. Shime also misses the Costco samples. (laughs) But now that the new, and now what they miss every. And now what they do nowadays, though, like didn't they do Bobby Knight last year or something like that? Yeah, and so had, that like so ex- you want the same team as last year? Well, what you want or what they're doing, it seems like, is they're going after the uh, kind of like novice fan who comes to Fenway for the festivities and not for the actual diehard baseball in it, yeah. and they lower the payroll. Because people, I told you, they might not be packed out, but people still showing up to Fenway. I, yeah. I, I just feel for the first time with this ownership group that they really don't care about winning. If they win, it's great. You know, they'll take it. They'd rather win than lose. But I, I watch their behavior. The only anger I've seen from Sam Kennedy has been at me. Yeah, I mean, I think they're doing a lot of the, – the Fenway Sports Group is doing a lot of things. And so, I, you know, if you're – Is if winning with the Red Sox one of them? Or? Well, I mean, when you just own the Red Sox, then your entire focus is on the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. When you're doing – when you own Liverpool and you own the Penguins and you are, I mean, based on the whispers, you're apparently the front runner to get the NBA team in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I hear. So, I mean, all of those things cost a lot of money, I guess. Well, look, uh, I mean, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, that's all right. And is, but isn't yes. baseball the one sport that it kind of 
you look in and you go, all right, you don't have to have the top five payroll to be competitive win a World Series. So maybe that's their approach of it. Like it, it's a lot more difficult to do that in other sports. But in baseball, we just like I talked about the Diamondbacks. Or you brought somebody brought up the Kansas City Royals. They were competitive for a number of years, yeah. and they their payroll wasn't extremely high. Can yeah. we get a night where they act like a contending team at Fenway? <laughs> I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays have been competitive. It seems like I mean they never won the big one. But yeah. Wiggy, what, would the Rays today trade a guy for a, a reliever that's not healthy until September? That they could use this year on their roster. Uh, the answer is no. Yeah, no. but it's a, so, diff- so if it's a different thing. Like, I know, but acting like the Rays, right? But no, I understand I, Wiggy, that I'm point. Just, what I was saying was your issue. If you want to name one mm-hmm. going into this season, is and was pitching, right? So you are offloading a guy mm-hmm. who's affordable mm-hmm. and can give you some innings for somebody who's not available until midseason at best after mm-hmm. Tommy John. But these I people do, said right. I was lying when I said it doesn't seem to do – they don't seem as invested monetarily with this team. How is that a lie? It's actually factual. Like I, I don't understand it. I think that's dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous, Curtis. I, I don't even – like, it, it, when I saw that trade over the weekend, I'm like, what are we doing here? What would you say you do here? <laughs> all right. Well, I will say this. We will bring you all of the excitement of spring training on this show next week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Fenway South Road shows, if you will. Mm-hmm. So we will be there at the park, and we will endeavor – to talk to everybody that you want to hear from over those three days. Netflix Netflix cameras and all. Maybe uh, that's why John Henry was down there. Uh, FaceTime oh, for the point. Netflix doc. Oh, yeah. That's probably a great point. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, if they, if they win it all, mm-hmm. it makes for a great Netflix series. Yep, and we will all eat our words. Yes. No, I can't. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, we should get to this. It's time for... We have a thousand billionaires in America. The news. Know the average tax rate they pay? Eight. E-I-G-H percent. Eight percent. With your host, Courtney Cox. We didn't even get a lick of the Mott's balls. The news is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health. The experts in men's sexual health with four locations, including their newest in Woburn, with appointments as early as 7 a.m. Visit northeastmenshealth.com for more. I stand by what I said. On WEEI. Sudbury police are warning the public after they say 20 cars were broken into over the weekend in the area. Mm. Investigators said that the break-ins were reported in the Pike Lanes neighborhood. Now, this is interesting, though. Nothing was stolen. All the cars broken into, not a single item in the cars stolen. Really? Hmm. Is is that because they didn't have anything in them? Or that's weird. Very, very weird. Um, We can hear from one resident, Gina Hatcher, speaking to CBS Boston. Lock your valuables. You know, don't leave your stuff in the car and don't assume. And, you know, people leave their doors unlocked here and don't do that. They said one of the strangest things was that one of those cars was not a Range Rover. Uh, so uh, they're investigating. That's what the police are investigating. Doesn't it kind of smart seem down on their luck? Some Sudbury person's down mm-hmm. on their luck. Yeah, it's sad. Smart though. Don't leave nothing in there. No, so they I know, break your windows, you get a fix. To me, if they're going into 20 cars, it seems like they're looking for something. That's the true crime mentality in my yeah. for me. Okay. 
right. The Brockton High School School Committee is calling on the governor's office to deploy the National Guard. This to, is nuts. Yep, to help them address security <laughs> concerns and uh, violence at the high school. You notice how they got rid of Coach mm. and then all the lawlessness violence started? Violence breaks out. Yep. Yeah, Wiggy not being Revolt. a union guy, real problem in Brockton. <laughs> That's a real issue. Talk about like, catching an ant, missing oh an elephant. Oh, my God. Like, how ridiculous is that? You got a guy, and I get it, I'm biased. He's my, he's my pal. Mm-hmm. But who actually cares, wants to go down there, not about making money, but wants to go down there. It wasn't even about, it clearly wasn't even about winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, he, but he wants to go, want to go down yeah. there and actually have a positive effect on some kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And then you run out of town. That's all right. you're not in the union and another dude who's in the union wanted the job. Well, guess what? I might and show so, back up. Because uh, if so, they hire my guy. I might go help out, but but they want they they feel like they have to bring the national guard mm. in. We we had that story about the fight. Yes, there's a bunch of fights. Yep, there's apparently students uh, fornicating in uh, empty classrooms at free random. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, I was reading last night. So they want the national guard to come in and be substitute teachers and hall monitors. Um, we can hear from one teacher from the high school, Cliff Canavan, on Seven News Boston. And now I get nervous when I go to work. I get worried about my fellow colleagues getting injured. I had my friggin' arm broken last year. I told you, I why mean, if you're a teacher, why would you want to jump in? You get injured, or if you don't get injured, a couple there was a, a couple guys I knew that teach up there jumped in and then was suspended because there was an investigation for, you know, inappropriately inappropriately touching people when they're trying to break up a fight. And so I get it. It's crazy. Imagine thinking that teachers get paid too much. (laughs) But I've I've said it from, you know, my time of, you know, just being there and understanding it and just, you know, or just being having kids in the school system. It starts at home. And so if there are not a lot of people that when they want to do the, uh, uniforms, or they want to do the cell phones, and then the parents are complaining about yeah. it, or yeah. they want to lock the bathrooms because a lot of stuff's happening, and the parents are complaining about it. What you think's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. It, it, but to to be in a situation where your own the school committee mm-hmm. or some on the school committee are saying that your only solution is to bring the national guardian, you can't suspend That's- kids. You can't expel them no more. It, it, I had asked, I was talking to a few of the guys that teach in the school, like, why not just suspend or expel them? Can't do it. Why? It, because n- now you have to have, like, so much. I forget what they were telling me. It, they, you can't expel a kid because now what ends up happening is you're throwing a kid to the street or something. You need uh, basically the kid to commit a legitimate felony to in order just to suspend them or expel them. So, and that's that's the problem. Terrible. It's awful. Yep. Awful. Uh, and Greg, you went to the Bruins game yesterday. We talked about it that, that at the beginning of the show. No jinx. No jinx. What those tickets set you back? <laughs> oh, they were a reasonable courtesy. Oh, huh? Get them uh, outside. Uh, is, the, that, uh, is that English for gratis? <laughs> <laughs> well, this company, uh, we have some seats over there. That's oh, really? Nice I wouldn't yes. know. I went with uh, one of our finer clients, uh, mm-hmm. our good friend, John Dooley. Oh, yes. great we, had, we had a great time. Uh, and Sales Smoke was there as nice. well. We had a blast. Good. But uh, we saw a win. Jeremy Swayman got a little worked up during that one shine yesterday. He took was some, at- took some umbrage. Yeah, that, that save, too, at the end. Whew. Oh, extraordinary. <laughs> Wondering when you were entering if you noticed anybody getting upset, any other patrons getting upset or turned away from their bag size. 
No, but they had they have a new security this new security thing that they set up. Yep. Now. Like there's all these little separate security entrances that didn't used to be there. So they're trying to be stricter about that bag policy. So they started turning people away at security during the game uh, because their bags were too big. People that they were going to do that. It seems like they did not give enough notice to people beforehand. A reminder that all bags must be six by four inches and only one and a half inches thick. Uh, medical and diaper bags are allowed in, mm-hmm. but that didn't help a lot of the the the. I, I think it's more the female clientele right. who are bringing their purses into right. these games. We can hear from one fan, Christy Mitch on BZ. My phone is longer than that. So to get a bag that fits my phone in it, it has to be longer than six inches. Well, what's crazy is... Why does it matter, though? Like, what are you bringing... Well, I think... uh, Here's what I saw on social media. And, you know, it's social media, so who, you know, take it how you want to take it. But you can go and purchase a bag from the store, the pro shop, for $15. Mm. And you can fit all your stuff in there. I see. So... And you can also do the clear bag. Does it say Marshan's 1,000th game on it? I don't know. But that's what what some of the people that... Because this was all over the place all over the weekend. And some people are saying... Oh, you only let you get the bag you can bring is is barely big enough to fit a tampon in. Right. But you can go buy a bag to fit a whole bunch of stuff in there for 15 bucks from the uh, pro shop. Yeah. Uh, is this is this about safety? Yeah, no, it's about making money. No, I know, but what are they trying to pitch yeah, it? Yeah, it's at? a sa- I think it started off as a safety thing. Like nobody wants a backpack being brought into a stadium or an arena. But weren't it I just mean, clear bags anyways that you could bring into Well, that's the NFL policy. Right. Oh, that's the, the NFL pos- policy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. All right. Um, we got to take a break. Okay. We will get to the rest of the news with Courtney next, including an incident of 10 items or less rage, which led to violence yep. at the grocery store in Missouri. We'll get to that and the rest of the news next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Coming up. 
up at 9 this morning, Derek White of the Boston Celtics on this show. Tomorrow, ESPN's Sean McDonough at 9. And Thursday, Mike Milbury on the Boston Bruins at 8.20. But right now, back to Courtney and the rest of today's news. And we're going to start back up with a creepy story that has a video to go along with it. So let's get into that. All right. The Greg Hill Morning Show presents... You think I am a creepy guy? How creepy is it? It was probably the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Can I put a camera in the lady toilet? And it's kind of creepy, which is nice. Back up, you creep. Mitchell Vest, a guy from Houston, has been charged with criminal mischief. Um, Mitchell was caught on several cameras walking around an antique store in a kilt and taking certain items from the antique store sticking it up his kilt, Hmm. rubbing it around, and placing it back on the displays. (laughs) Um, Wait a second. Uh, You know what? The guy can actually carry off the kilt pretty well. I mean, you have to have the right right body structure as a male (laughs) to wear the kilt. He's yoked. Uh, So he's, yeah, he's like Shime wants to be. He's he's yoked. Uh, And so he was... Placing the items in his kilt and rubbing them around in there and then putting them back on the shelves for some sort of uh, antiquer to, uh, uh, to buy when mm. uh, when they went in there? Yes, both okay. front and back. Okay. Mm. Does he not like the antiques? I don't know. Or he likes them a lot. Um, we can hear from the store manager, Susan Golden, on NBC2 Houston. Okay. Number one, I was disgusted. That night, uh, one of the dealers sent me a video that she had from a camera in her own booth. I think they've been in here before. The employees recognized them and said they were just, you know, the guy was really nice and she was nice and um, they just shopped around for a few hours. What did they do with those products? They threw them away mostly. <laughs> Mostly, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. not if it was if there was one there from the Ming Dynasty. We just right. uh, we threw that in the dishwasher. Uh, like, that is really that's disturbing. Yeah, uh, and it's up this, there for a bit. Uh, is, uh, oh, yeah. God. What it? I'm just there. Not everybody's watching yeah. on Twitch right now. That I think you so hear gross. like he's, he's stuck it up <laughs> his kilt. Right. It's for a few seconds. Right. We, have, we, we gotta have, paint a picture for those listening on the radio. Right. There is no coming back from where we've atta- where, where we've reached as a society. Like yeah. not even an antique shop is is invulnerable. No. Yeah, I know the poor woman who was in there shopping, and she was like, "This vase smells a little musty." <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> what? Out of here. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's revisit the adult diaper spa in Atkinson, New okay. Hampshire. Um, they have been d- denied a zoning permit by what? the town. Yep. Oh, jeez. I mean, when we talked about that on the show, it sounded like a completely normal operation. Yep. Bunch of grown-up adults running around in diapers and in cribs. Yeah, and uh, getting, and, changed getting changed and held. by other adults. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the owner of the diaper spa will not be allowed to run the business out of her home, as oh. she was doing. Okay. We have some audio from the meeting where this was decided from WMUR. Everybody is talking about this, and it's not good. We don't want that kind of talk about Atkinson. Yep. <laughs> it is a All big right. story. It's everywhere. Uh-huh. A lot of people uh, yeah. are talking about because it. it's very weird. Yeah, so it that's is. Why? I mean, uh, it's so, you know, people want to be. They still want to act like babies. Yeah. 
Would it be okay if you were a grown man, you want to go there and just wear a kilt and stick things in your rear? Would that be okay? I think there's another resort for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can okay. do that at the baby resort. Okay. Um, right. A guy in Missouri was arrested after he took his gun out at a grocery store. Uh, mm. Jesse Lee Garrett. He was trying to check out just before 7 p.m. on Tuesday. When an employee approached him, see, Garrett was in the 10 or fewer items line, yeah. and he had more than 10 uh, items. The, mm-hmm. These people, like, it clearly says 10 items or less. Yes. And they're always trying to push it. Yep. So he had more? He had more. He was asked to move to a different line. Right. That is when he lifted his shirt and flashed a gun. Okay. Seems um, like a reasonable response. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they called the police. Police mm-hmm. showed up. Garrett initially denied having a gun, but they mm-hmm. eventually found it. Uh, the loaded weapon hid behind a box of candy on a nearby mm. shelf. He then mm. said he was just playing around oh, when he okay. flashed the gun. He right. was just joking. Um, and that he then hid the gun because he is a convicted felon and mm. is not allowed to possess <laughs> firearms. So Seems like, why am I picturing... When they tell him, get out of the line because you have too many items, I'm getting like a Boys in the Hood vibe when Ice Cube pulls up a shirt and's like, yo, we got a problem here? I got two extra items. <laughs> How many items did he have? Like, is he really I, my pushing guess is like 12. But, but here's yeah, the thing, right? <laughs> so instead of waiting an additional five minutes, he's now going back to jail. Yes. <laughs> Seems yes, like a pretty is. good payoff. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> all right. What else? Uh, John Schneider, the guy who starred in Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. He's ripping Beyonce. Um, Which one is he, though? Is he Bo or Luke? Uh, I think John Schneider was Bo. Okay. Duke. All right. Handsome. All right. Yeah, just yeah make handsome sure. guy. Yeah. Uh, he isn't liking that Beyonce is venturing into the country music oh, world. Yeah. Oh, okay. We have a little bit of what he had to say about that. Okay. They've got to uh, they've got to make their mark just like a dog in a uh, in a dog walk park. You know, every dog has to mark every tree. Yeah. Right. So that's mm-hmm. what's going on here. Uh, Shania and the other folks you talked about, what they did is they they were in country music and they went out. You know, and that's one thing. But people coming into country music have a because uh, I know a little something about country music. That's Bo. Uh, Bo or, Duke. Oh, it was Bo? Yeah, it was Bo. It was so Bo. Yeah, that's what I said. I said oh, okay. I wasn't yeah. remember. Who, he, but, like, why does he care? Well, so he uh, I, he says that it's the left-wing entertainers amen. who are trying to mark their territory uh, okay. across right. genre. Yeah, right. Okay. She's got uh, a whole country uh, TikTok dance viral, right? It's I mean, very her, good. Her, uh, you like the album, right, Shime? You played a cut from it last week. On the yeah, show. I, play, I played the, one out. that song, Texas two songs Hold'em. Out. There's two songs out? Mm-hmm. Is it good? Like, is I he, think it's very good. Do you think she'll have a country career? I think she uh, could win awards. I, don't, I think it's yeah. going to be more of the dance that gets it viral. Because now they're doing like a whole... like well, The song is being known now more... Because of the viral dance that everybody's trying to do. It's all over TikTok. And, yes. But the people oh. are taking the dance from Miley Cyrus's Hannah Montana movie well, and putting it to yeah. the song. Oh. So they're they're all saying, t- like, why does this go so well? Yeah, that song also is eerily similar to the uh, Franklin theme song yeah. uh, from the, the little children's cartoon. Wild. Wild comparison. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're a country fan. You'd have to listen to it. And I heard we played it as a rejoin yeah. the other day. It was pretty good. Like, I, think I, it's good. I mean, I don't care. Like, I it's like poppy country. It's not like yeah, Bo Duke is you know <laughs> in charge of country music and who gets to. If be you're in an it. artist, you should be able to go to any genre you want. Yeah, you want to do also, punk? he's do like, punk. I know a thing or two about country music. You're an actor. Well, well he's he like, st- had a stint. Dukes of Hazard. He released. Think, he's released a lot of songs in yeah. country music, but like 
Could you name one? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, there was this. I just am fascinated by what actually bothers these people. Like, <laughs> it, you don't have to listen to Beyonce. You can just keep on clicking on the radio or going on a different song on Spotify. Like, it yeah. offends him. Mm-hmm. They, give us, right. they gave us the Daisy Dukes. <laughs> they did, yes. They gave they us the, gir- the short shorts. They absolutely did. All mm-hmm. right. Is that the news? That's the news. Thank you, Courtney. You're welcome. Derek White of the Boston Celtics coming up in an hour at 9. Next... It is 2024, and so apparently we can determine a lot by social media follows and unfollows. And Wiggy may get his quarterback based on what is going on on social media. So we'll get to that coming up next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Pretty good point from a texter during the break on the Subaru of New England text line. You can text this show at any time on the Subaru of New England text line, which is 37937. And you can find your authorized Subaru retailer at SubaruofNewEngland.com. A texter does not remember Bo Duke being outraged when Aaron Lewis went from stained to the uh, country music genre. Mm. So must just be an issue that he has with Beyonce, Bo Duke. I guess. Um, so, 2024, I guess we can read into everything on social media and know uh, everything that there is to know about somebody, even if we don't know them personally or have never spoken with them. So, uh, Wiggy's guy, Justin Fields, has unfollowed the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Very um, interesting. Would that say to you that he is hoping to be elsewhere next season? Yeah, I I mean, I think that when you look at Justin Fields and Chicago Bears, it seems like they're pretty much, you know, they didn't really send anything, but Caleb Williams is, looks like their guy. Um, so, yeah, it, it seems like once you unfollow somebody, we now know in the world of social media, you unfollow them, you block, oh, you got issues with that person. It, well, no, he also that knows company. that everybody, media is watching his every move in Chicago. So if he's doing that, he's either trying to push their hand or he say he wants out. Like, I, I think Kyler Murray did this with the, the Cardinals when he was going through all of that, mm-hmm. when like that said that he couldn't play Xbox, all of that and stuff. And then he got a massive contract. And then he right. got a massive contract. But I do believe that he unfollowed the Cardinals, too, during right, all of that. Right, but he's not getting no, I don't think he's in the line of like oh i want a new contract i think he wants out and that you got to be and let me tell you something greg got to be extremely careful with the social media they almost they almost got lebron james over the weekend when he was dozing off and he actually liked the picture of some girl and you know accidentally i'm sure accidentally but you've been there before though you've been there scrolling oh yeah i've liked the photo back so there was a ig model (laughs) yeah he might have liked her picture, okay. but instantly unliked it. Oh, okay. So I don't know if he was like in halfway falling asleep mode where you're scrolling <laughs> and you hit the button. You're like, oh, damn, I didn't mean to do that. Right, yep. And they were like, uh-oh, LeBron. That happened to Curtis with the Celtics cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it, though. Uh, yeah. I've, been, you, I've been there scrolling and you accidentally like something. You're like, damn, I'm, I was okay. dozing off. But what would no, be uh, interesting <laughs> would be, does he follow this person or was he creeping? 
I don't think he follows her. Exactly. So how did he find himself on her photo? Well, it didn't just. If she, if she, Courtney gets an alert whenever Santo it, likes a photo right. of a female. It, well, Instagram I, used to make it so easy. There was a page on Instagram that you could go to and see what all of your followers are liking, following, uh, commenting. That's psychotic. Well, yeah, it was fun. It was like it was. It was in college. That was a page on Instagram. But you could scroll. You don't have to be following somebody for them on your timeline. Yes. For them to be on your timeline. Correct. Yeah. No, you have to follow. No. Yes. So, Are you sure, Courtney? Yep. Um, yep. So what do you... I would you, side with Courtney when it comes no, to... No, 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 but she's... Because she's wrong on this I'm one. Because uh, there are people on that... TikTok, no, on TikTok, it pops up random. No, there are people on IG. I can go right on IG and I can scroll up and right next to the person's thing, it'll say follow if you want to follow them. So you could have people on there where you're like just looking at something and then you doze off and boom. Very you, rarely will an no, ad pop up Ain't rarely. Yep. So um, do you want them? Like would you? I know. I want. You, um. I want. Uh. I want Jaden Daniels. Just like seems like everybody else that plays for the Patriots wants him as well. Because I don't know if you saw the Kendrick Bourne. I think he put something on IG uh, or Twitter, uh, something like that, talking about Jaden Daniels and his ability. So I'm on the Jaden Daniels train because I, I feel like why don't I want Justin Fields? I wanted him a couple years ago, but he hasn't really panned out. Give me this kid here who I know that I'm rolling the dice on at number three anyways, and if he pans out, he's the guy I'm, I'm, I'm ready to ride with. So I just don't. I think that that's where New England is. The biggest thing for me with New England is going to be, what are we, less than a month away when free agency starts, is what do they do, right? Do they try to – are they players when it comes to a Mike Evans, a T. Higgins, a Michael Pittman Jr.? a wide receiver, and then that will give me the the kind of as a fan, I'll go, all right, I know they're going with the young quarterback and they're trying to get that guy that can come in here and they can pair him with. Because if you go in Justin Fields, then isn't that telling you that, all right, they're probably going Marvin Harrison? Or trading down, yeah, and, and getting a crap load of picks. I, I am so down on Elliot Wolf and anybody that was a part of the Cole Strange trade back from Trent McDuffie draft. Like the fact that they just are telling the Patriots fans the only problem was Bill Belichick is laughably insane. Can I also say another thing about Dynasty? When they're talking about drafts, Robert Kraft says during it to have a successful season, you have to have a successful draft. What? <laughs> like, when's the last time we had a draft that really panned out? Well, I mean, well, yeah, you, I don't, you've you've drafted players. I know, but have, it's been years. Yeah, and so, it's been a while since they had a great draft. Yeah, like, but, you, but you haven't had a high pick either. When you I say, mean, what's a great draft? Because here's where it's, like, I know people rip on Sony Michelle, but he was a big part of why you were able to win a Super Bowl, and they and he did, his career didn't pan out with the Patriots, but he was a big part of why you won the Super Bowl, and you drafted him, I believe it was the first round, and... It worked out for you in that moment over the career. No, so so is this? Yeah, but the rest of that draft class stunk, Wiggy. Like it was Isaiah Wynn, Duke right. Dawson, Christian Sam, Braxton Berrios, Danny Etling. The only other redeemable player from that draft class was Joe Like last year was uh, Keon White. You drafted him and Christian Gonzalez, and they both looked like they were panning out until Gonzalez got hurt. But Keon White looks like he's been pretty good. 
right? So I, I just you don't know about last year's draft class yet. No, 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 you don't. But, but I'm you just look saying at 2022. Okay, All Cole right. Strange, Tyquan Thornton, Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, Pierre Strong, Bailey Zappi. I mean, that is a awful draft. Not only did you trade back to take Cole Strange, you instead of taking Trent McDuffie, which you could have had your corner. So at the draft last year. You wouldn't have had to draft Christian Gonzalez, who's been a great pick. They, they all have a, 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 a an impact on the upcoming drafts when you don't get the position you draft for in a prior draft. And the Patriots drafting has been, I would say, D plus C minus the last five, six years. Yeah, I guess it's really about what you, if you want to re-sign that guy and you keep that guy in, then you, know, you would say, all right, the Patriots weren't very successful with, with that. Um, because if that's the way you're viewing a good draft. Curtis, you may have to reset your feelings about Bill Belichick after Dynasty because you're throwing some for a loop. Like in the in the Twitch chat, somebody says, Curtis has spent the last three years trashing Belichick. Now all of a sudden he's saying he doesn't deserve all the criticism. Okay. Um, but I hey, Listening that- is a skill, okay? <laughs> so here's what I would tell you. It was time to move on from Bill. I'm happy they're there. I like Gerard Mayo. I'm interested to see how he'll go. I think he is going to be able to relate to the players in a way that Bill Belichick wasn't. If they're successful, I don't know. I am happy they moved on from him as the head coach. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I believe that the front office needed a major upheaval and change because Bill was not on an island. There were people that were giving him advice. There were people that were scouts and part of that front office that also failed miserably. The fact that they've only removed Bill Belichick and just given a raise and a new title to Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh is the opposite of what I thought they should have done heading into the offseason. Furthermore, after watching Dynasty, it is as clear as ever that Robert Kraft believes you remove Bill Belichick will be hunky-dory. And I think that that is an asinine way to view the problems that hit this team. See, I'm not going to criticize Elliot Wolf and um, uh, Matt Groh just yet because let's see what they do. If they take Jaden Daniels at number three, or even if they take Marvin Harris and Jr., aren't we going good job by them? Couldn't you? Wouldn't you want to take Marvin Harrison Jr. at three, and then you can somehow trade for Justin Fields? Like, uh, see, I always, I'm always of the the group. Take the quarterback. Because you think, but you just said you were of that group when it came to Justin Fields. Yes. And you just said he hasn't panned out. Yes. Like, so. I mean, like, he you still think could you're be gonna good. Get, you think you're going to automatically get C.J. Stroud. Well, that's you know? that's the way. But that's what I'm. If I'm picking in the top five, that's the way I have to go into it viewing it. Viewing it. I can't go, oh, whoever I pick isn't going to pan out. I need to go in and go. If I'm getting the quarterback, or even if I'm picking Marvin Harrison, this guy, my expectations are, are going to be one of the best players in the league in a couple years. So if everything works out according to plan, I'm always going to lean towards the quarterback because that's what the league is today. By the way, let me give you your due. 774 texter was able to watch you uh, mm-hmm. over the weekend uh-huh. in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And your snowball um, experience was extraordinary, according to this text. Appreciate it. Wish they would have dove more into the snowball. Are you particular? Yes. Yes. Had me there for a couple of comments. I thought would have been really, you know, put a bow on it. But Uh I enjoyed it. But, no, I think that's. I mean, that catch you made (laughs) off. Was that David Patton? Yeah. 
It was a good one. Such I, I a good mean, one. It was so hard to line up having seen your performance with the jugs machine uh, uh-huh. recently. Oh, that was a long time ago. It was <laughs> it was it was it was hard to align that with yeah, well, I mean those hands on that particular day were extraordinary. It was Foyer's competition. I can't let the man lose in his own competition. Mm-hmm. Right. In but, his biggest moment, Foyer had a pass going to him in Super Bowl thirty nine and he slipped and fell. Thank God Brady found Gibbons in the back end of the end zone because otherwise <laughs> Foyer would have been a laughing stock forever. But no, it was um it it, it I, I the snowball game, we all know what it is, the greatest probably playoff football game in all of NFL history. But I digress. I I think if you're New England, the most important thing, and that's why I'm not going to, you know, harshly judge Matt Groh and Elliot Wolf until the draft because my expectations are at number three, I'm looking at, and that for me is the, you know, then you get your second round pick, all right, whatever. But my focus as a fan is what are you doing with number three? Okay, are you going to be pissed if they trade down? Yes. Okay. The only way you're trading down, well. the only way you're trading down is because you're trading down with Minnesota for them to move up, and then they're giving you Justin Jefferson. Then I go, okay, all right. Now we have to figure out where do we go from here with the quarterback for Justin Jefferson. But it's even then still puts you in that situation. You can have the elite wide receiver, but without the quarterback. What really is he? Right, and I feel like Wiggy's right. I was, I, I was, for a period, into Marvin Harrison Jr. because of his just unique, incredible talent. But after watching Mahomes again and just seeing the way the NFL right. is, if May or you're going to have either May or Jaden Williams there, you take that whichever Jane Daniels, Jaden Daniels, sorry, Jaden Daniels or, or May there, you take whichever one falls. Right, to three. because uh, who's who would you say is the best wide receiver in the league right now? I think a lot of people would say Tyree Kill, right? Yeah, and the Chiefs but, have won right. two after he left. Right, but without the quarter, even <laughs> yeah. without the even he doesn't have the quarterback in Miami. And look, yeah. all right, so he gains a bunch of yards, but yeah, where's that get you? Right. All right, well, coming up at nine, Derek White of the Boston Celtics on this show right now, Courtney, and what is trending this hour? Gresh and Fourier weekdays ten to two. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Subaru of New England. The Bruins take down the Stars in a shootout at the TD Garden. 4-3 was the final with Charlie McAvoy scoring in the ninth round of the shootout. Less than 24 hours after 26-year-old Justin Brazeau signed a two-year, two-way contract with the Bees, he scored his first NHL goal in his first NHL game to tie things up at two apiece. Over the weekend, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown helped the Eastern Conference All-Stars to a 211-186 win over the Western Conference. Tatum in his fifth All-Star appearance and second consecutive year as a starter finished with 20 points and Brown in his third all-star game was the East's second highest score with 36 points. Brown also finished second in the dunk contest. Some Patriots news, according to Tom Pelissero, defensive lineman Lawrence Guy and safety Adrian Phillips were released by the organization yesterday. And James Ferencz was has announced his retirement from the league on Instagram. In the Subaru of New England, Washington's birthday sales event lasts all month long. Feel the freedom of a 2024 Subaru with symmetrical all-wheel drive. SubaruofNewEngland.com. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. All right, Greg. Bad news. It's freezing. 22 degrees in Boston right now. It feels like 14. Good news. Next week in Fort Myers, looking like upper 70s, low 80s. Oh, Oh, wow. So All right. Make sure you bring SPF 60. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to have to get some pool time in. Oh, yeah. 
once I'm once I'm done doing my full prep for uh, the the uh, Red Sox mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could we could prep on the beach. We could do that. Yes, yeah. we could. That's Love true. I can't focus with Greg Topless though. So <laughs> that's the weather. <laughs> White coming up at nine. Curtis, Patriots Media, with a take check on something that you said earlier on the show this morning. Yeah, so I stumbled into it as I do most things in life. And I thought, as we were discussing the animus directed from Kraft and others to Bill Belichick, as this was recorded, we believe, in June and July of last summer. Dynasty. The Dynasty documentary on Apple TV. That it seemed untenable for this to be released and Bill Belichick remaining the head coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be, talk about an awkward conversation. <laughs> so I went back and looked up when the teaser of this dynasty was initially released. It was released November 16th of 2023. November 12th was the loss that Tom Curran tells us sealed the fate of Bill Belichick against the Colts in Germany. So to me... The go-ahead could have been established at that point, and they begin promoting it, having already known that Bill Belichick would not return as the head coach. So I tweeted that, the same exact thing I just said. Paul mm-hmm. Prillo, very nice guy, uh, known him a while, replied to my tweet saying, I think it's the very definition of a coincidence. So nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it seems, listen, mm-hmm. when you, and and uh, we have been uh, fortunate, I guess, to have seen all 10 episodes, so... Uh, but we are we're we're standing by our hard and somewhat fast rule of only talking about the first two or trying to. Um, so you don't really get into the full animus. Uh, I don't think from Robert Kraft towards Bill Belichick till you get to episode five or so. Um, but it seems impossible that when Robert Kraft was sitting there blaming everything on Bill. He thought he was going to be the head coach after the, after and, the season. And to talk about whenever he disagreed with something that Bill did, you know, he, they, he almost buried it because having a split locker room or, mm-hmm. or any animosity between two people within a locker room or an organization can only cause a dysfunction among the players. Well, I mean, it seems like there was that dysfunction occurred with the quarterbacks. I, I think you saw it. With Drew Bledsoe, who was going to Robert Kraft, essentially, and saying, I, uh, you know, I should get my job back. Mm-hmm. And you saw it with Tom Brady, the, the, the going there and, and, and Tom Brady's wife, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, suggesting that they had issues with Bill. They but, had issues with Bill But Belichick. even in the two episodes that have been released, Robert Kraft, once again, middles it like a champ and saying that he sided with Drew that he thought Drew Bledsoe was being treated unfairly, mm-hmm. but learning his lesson from Parcells did not go in and change the Insert decision. himself. Right. Stayed and, away from it. And I said this over the weekend with Ken, and I, you know, far be it for me to rely on my, my memory at all times, but when I was a senior in high school and that Patriots team won the Super Bowl, early on, 
I would say after the Chargers comeback win, Wiggy got the game-tying touchdown. Good job, Wiggy. Thank you. And I felt it was overwhelming, the groundswell of support for Tom Brady over Drew Bledsoe. I said that Saturday, and I was inundated with people saying, no, 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 it was 90-10 Bledsoe, 70-30 Bledsoe-Brady, because once Bledsoe got healthy, Mm -hmm. people still wanted him to have the opportunity to return to the field. I viewed it as, I was a a Brady guy from the beginning, that's not going to shock anybody, but I I felt that it was the majority, maybe it was an age situation, young guys were Mm -hmm. into Brady, older guys into Drew. Well, certainly Wiggy has said this a bunch, the players wanted Drew to get his job back. Yeah. um, Because that's the way it works. Yeah, that's the way it like, I mean, he nearly died. Mm-hmm. And you never so. really lost your job due to injury. A guy gets hurt. The other guy goes in there, holds it down. As soon as you get healthy, then usually, hey, you got an opportunity to get your job back. You go there, and then it's about – because you also have to remember, I can't exactly remember when Drew – and they, I know they talk about it, but when Drew was cleared, we really didn't – It was like seven weeks in. All right, so seven weeks in. Week 10 is when we lost to uh, the Rams, and Brady didn't have a great game. And But that was the game where we kind of felt like, okay, we could go blow for blow with the best team in football. So there wasn't like – Tom wasn't playing so good that you go, oh, that's why Bill's riding with this dude because we're on a four-game win streak or something along those lines. We, that wasn't what we were doing. So, so I think wait, what were you guys saying in the locker room at the time? About we it? just kind of were like, all right, as soon as Drew's healthy, that's when he'll come back and be the star. And then when he came back and was healthy and didn't get his job back, we were like, damn, if they could do it to Drew, they just gave $100 million to, that we were basically like, man, this. They could do anything to us. Like, you know, if you're willing to be able to say, all right, your best player of that time, your franchise guy, we're going with him rather, we're going with the other guy rather than him, and he's coming back off an injury, guys are like, well, damn, then no one's safe with Mm. Bill. And that's kind of our approach. It wasn't like we dislike Tom or or we like Drew better. It was just like, damn, if they could do that to Drew, then – Anything is possible. But then when Drew came back in against the Steelers, mm-hmm. it, players were saying when when he got the nod that they were worried. You know, he hasn't played in a long time. Mm-hmm. How rusty is he going to be? You know, this is going to be a different tempo. Well, and it worked out that, for them. Because it worked that, out for you guys. Because but. you got to remember, at that time, we were on an eight-game winning streak. Right. So now that's when you go, well, wait a second, the other guy has been playing lights out, we're on an eight-game winning streak, it's going to be very difficult for you to now go with Drew after the way. And guess what? Tom got hurt. So now it's like, well, wait a second. How are you going to take his job from him when he's got hurt and now he's good to go? So there was a, a lot of that going on. Um, and I think that a lot of us were kind of like leaning towards like we knew Drew I mean, we knew Tom was going to be the guy because we had went all this time with Tom. I also think something to look forward to for everybody at home that's going to watch all of this, the Matt Castle uh, episode where he then goes in for Tom Brady, very interesting. To relive that experience and, you know, then is Tom going to lose his job to Matt Castle and, you know, that mental back and forth that Tom Brady had to deal with after he knows he was the guy to do that to Drew. That was very interesting to me. And it was interesting to hear players 
players talk about Matt Castle uh, and compare him to Tom Brady because he was faster than Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He ran the football better than Tom Brady. That was interesting. But you also got to remember when Brady got hurt, the year before that was the 07 year and they were undefeated. So it's kind of like, well, you're not going to take a job from a guy who was just part of a, a of a team that went undefeated no matter how good Matt Castle plays, where I think with the whole Drew thing, like Tom wasn't, like he wasn't playing lights out where you go, okay, he's keeping the job and Drew's not getting it back. And if you go back to that, everybody talks about the Peyton Manning, Curtis Painter fall off versus Brady to Castle. There was a bigger loss drop off, 17 to 11, than there was for the five game drop off from Peyton Manning to Curtis Painter. But, Greg, if Paul Perillo is right, and I have no reason to dispute him, that this was already going to be, this was going to be released this year without any relationship to how the Patriots team played. Isn't that the latest and greatest example of this organization having misplaced priorities in that Robert Kraft is so horny for the Hall of Fame that he will allow this to disrupt his team, which it would have done if Bill Belichick was still the head coach, in order for him to, to better his image for Hall of Fame voters. I don't that's think what he needs is. that, though, for this. I mean, He uh, thinks he does. But does. he's a that's Hall of Famer regardless okay, if... But he's di- not. But regardless if Dynasty had came comes up, came out or not, Kraft's a Hall of Famer. Like, we, we already... But he's been trying for years. I know, not. but... How but, much control do you think that Robert Kraft kept uh, over this? I mean... I any? Think, Did he have any? Over the... the, the over over what's in the dynasty? Oh, I think I it was all him. Great, it was He's, all. He sent yes. this book to season ticket holders for okay. free. So then, basically, once I'm guessing that once they made the decision on Bill, he could go back and say include all the uh, you know the public enemy number one stuff yeah. that I that I said about Bill, right? And and let's like I mean a, a texter who's only seen two episodes says this is setting up to be a Belichick hit piece. Which they're a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is, and I think that's why I said I believe. But why is he doing it, Wiggy? Uh, who's that, Robert Kraft? I, I think Robert loves the fact of the Patriots being top of the mind, right? I had no, I don't. I don't I, Curtis is right. He wants the credit for the dynasty. Yeah, to yeah be, that's to my, be with him as the owner, right? right. And I, I'm, I'm cool with that's that. That's why you have to. That's why I don't you think have, he's doing it for the Hall of Fame, though. I'm cool with I get your point of he's doing it. He wants to be credited for the dynasty, which I get. I don't think but I don't think he's putting it out because he needs more people to notice him so he can I, be I feel like the problem has always been and maybe it must always happen this way with very successful organizations that are able to do it for a long period of time. But there were clearly three people involved who wanted the credit for the success. Yeah. But only um, one person could get the credit. Well, no, and that, I, and, that, and, and see, that's craft, huh? That's craft because if craft doesn't hire Bill, but he can't have it both ways. No. Like he can't have like that. I he can't say I stayed out of everything that was football related, and then come right. back and say the credits all on me. That I, that I understand, but, but when you look at these type of things, and it's the same way with Tom and Bill. If Robert doesn't hire Bill, we might we don't know who Bill Belichick at least is. It maybe the dynasty someplace else. And then if Robert doesn't hire Bill, then Bill doesn't draft Brady. So when you start to look at, and we've seen this before, I I know that Bill is a great coach and I know Tom's the greatest of all time, but you need somebody to give you that opportunity so you could prove that. And if Robert doesn't give 
fulfill that opportunity, then we there's no dynasty. Yeah. So it is about Robert, and I would say he's the main reason on why the dynasty is the way it is. Well, I mean, you can say that with every decision that was made. I mean, you could say that about Tom Brady. Like, we're talking about Bill. Mm-hmm. Bill making the decision to go with Tom Brady and I over, that. over Drew Bledsoe. I've said that. I've said if it wasn't so, for, for, for Bill Belichick, we, you might not know who Tom Brady is. So Bill is the reason why Tom was was afforded the opportunity. Then Tom's play consistently getting better and better. But if it wasn't for Bill, he we would not have an idea who Tom Brady is. So it is about Bill Belichick on Cree. I, I don't want to say you have to Cree- credit Bill's mom and dad because without them, there's no Bill. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could go that route. But in the world of sports, that's how it works. As somebody who's played who played a lot of years in the NFL. It really was about the person giving you the opportunity for you to prove what you could do. Mm-hmm. And if you never get that person, then you might never. If I never got the opportunity from Bill Parcells, who the hell knows where my career goes? And then Belichick gives me a chance. But I met Belichick through Parcells. I also, this this docuseries made me really excited for when Jonathan takes over. I think Jonathan's phenomenal in this series. I think he's honest. I think he says a lot. And he's funny. He's clearly, you know, very smart and good with his businesses. Um, I have all the respect in the world for Robert Kraft, but the fact that Jonathan is the future as well, that's something that Patriots fans should be excited about. This is Jack in the car. Hello, Jack. Hey, uh, Hillman, how you doing? Listen, you guys do a great job. I got to say... Listen, it's not one person that makes the dynasty, right? Kraft wrote the checks and signed them. Belichick called the plays, and Brady threw the ball. Without that tri- uh, troika, it ain't going to happen. It's like a stool with two legs. It ain't standing up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And that, but, but I think the point of the series, to me anyway, it appears to be the dynasty ended at some point, and it appears to be the intent of this series to put that blame squarely on Bill Belichick. Yeah, there's always got to be right? a fall guy. So right. that's what... Yeah, that's, I haven't seen it. I don't know. No, you... I, yeah, you won't see that until the end. But I, I don't so, think you need I, to see that to know if you... If this dynasty had never came out and you were to poll people, what was the reason why everything fell apart at the end? 90% of people would say Bill Belichick. But but here's the but issue for the people conversation. Would say, people would say Bill Belichick didn't want to pay Tom Brady. Bingo. Yet. That's not true. I understand that. Right. But that but that but that's <laughs> I mean, what that's, but, but but that's what I'm saying is mm-hmm. that's not Tom leaving. Uh, it, maybe it's on Bill and the way he behaved and whatever, but it certainly wasn't on him not wanting to pay Tom Brady. Uh, you know, I, again, I'm saying too much. But, but I would just before we get yelled at, it, it required a perfect set of circumstances for this team to go 4-13 and and for Bill Belichick to get fired. We all agree. It was when we entered last season, were we all saying Bill needs to win 10 games or he's losing his job? No. Okay. So knowing that and knowing what they had said or what Kraft specifically had said, how was this in any way in the best interest of the football team? Because we all believe Kraft was going to keep Belichick around if the team continued, you know, 8-9, and 7-10. and Mm-hmm. So why would you allow this to be a distraction if you were, in fact, going to release it while Bill Belichick remained your head coach? 
Like, this strikes me as something that we would mock Jerry Jones for. I think Robert, in his mind before the season, said, all right, if Bill doesn't really go out there and put together a really good season, get to the playoffs, you know, just get to the playoffs, I think I'm at the point. Now, this is me just speculating. Don't know. I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes going, all right, I'm kind of done with everything that I got to deal with with Bill. He, he's We've gone a long way together, but I – I'm done with how he goes about doing things. I want a fresh start. And I think that's what was in Robert's mind when he sat down at the beginning of the season. And then it just played out where it looked like, all right, the season's going in the direction where we're not going to be good and I'm going to move on from Bill. All right. Well, two episodes in, Mm -hmm. it's – I know somebody said earlier that they thought we had overhyped it. Uh, you got to wait until you see everything yeah. to say yeah. that. I don't think I, I don't think there's any overhyping it. No, it's very good, very very good, very, good. very yeah. well done. Yeah, not enough wiggy. No, I mean you know that it is. They could have at is. least called you for a sit down. Something. Maybe they yeah. ran out of tape. Do you think they were worried I mean, you were going to give up some secrets? No, what, what secrets <laughs> I going to give up? Just call you like, like to talk. Seat. Yeah, but I don't. I don't that's it not is what I do. So don't. crazy that I'll wiggy switch. was a major part of the Hernandez Netflix stock, but not the dynasty <laughs> I, he helped launch. Oh. How do they not even call you? Did Give you me maybe a call. Miss, like, hey, you're, did you miss the call or something? No, maybe? I mean, unless it could have been from like one of them spam numbers. I have no you're idea. You're not good with your email. <laughs> that, that is, true. I, that is it true. Could have gone through email. Because I'm like, maybe they, maybe it's like a Kendrick Perkins thing. <laughs> I yeah. would go back and check the email. Because I'm looking at it like this. I, I'm, I'm a fan of the team. I grew up around there, so I kind of know the ins and outs of the whole Parcells era and all that other yeah. stuff. I was there when the bad years. Then I, I helped the team. Basically, you know, become this dynasty and right. a major player. You would think, like, hey, what was it? What was it like for you playing for Parcells, knowing Bill? He come in here, yeah. and then boom. I mean, Amendola's in it every other five minutes, right? How was that? I didn't pl- see him here starting the dynasty. Well, you know, but he is. He's in the. He's with the Wolf Pack, though. I know. There's like some. <laughs> this isn't a spoiler. There's like some obscure bald guy from Michigan on for an hour. And they don't even have Wiggy for two minutes. Uh, he's, he's he's in the Wolf Pack. Uh, all right. Uh, Derek White's going to join us at nine. Quick reminder that if you cannot listen to this show on the radio, you can stream it every day at weei.com. You can download the Odyssey app. And then you can listen to us from anywhere at any time. You can even go back and listen to something that you may have missed earlier. Like Courtney's odd declaration at the start of the show about what her lifetime goal was. Yeah. From <laughs> from when she was a young child mm-hmm. till, till now, apparently. Uh, you can go back if you missed that and listen to that right at the start of the show. And we will be right back. And he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life. Out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of aces for a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice. Coming up shortly, Derek White of uh, Boston Celtics will get his thoughts on the All-Star Weekend, which ruined Wiggy's life. Wiggy (laughs) couldn't stand... Any part of Ugh. it whatsoever. Because it, uh, it's the most, um, like when you think about all-star games and all the sports, I would say, for me at least, it's the most well-known weekend when you put everything together. Like what you, appointment television, 
during that time. Like you say, it used to be. Though. It used to be. That's I don't my think point. It has been in no, a long no, no, time. no. But that's my point. It used to be. There wasn't even another All Star game weekend that even came close. And, you know, even at the height of its time with the home run derby, I don't think it was even close to being at the height of its time when you compared. Mm, all, I think I, Jordan versus Neek. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, other than the the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire home run derby, Barry Bonds. It, I don't know. It just I, for me, that's the way I've always felt. And then the game, like you know. The baseball all star game, yeah, whatever. But you always couldn't wait to see. I mean, they made the they, they made the the MLB All Star game somewhat relevant uh, based on who got home field advantage in the world. Oh yeah, Series. no, no. I, 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 so I think they for a little while that mm-hmm. created some sort of interest and made it competitive. I think. But you still love I, watching like Bird versus Magic, or whether it was Dominique Wilkins, Charles Barkley. I mean, just some of the. Th- I don't think you're ever gonna get, and we can ask Derek White about this in a, in a minute or two, but. I don't think you're ever going to get a competitive game out of those guys because everybody's worried about being hurt. Correct. I told you what to do. Yeah, you pay them millions of dollars. America versus the world. (laughs) You're still going to have the same issue that Greg's talking about. Here's your potential starting lineup for the Americans. LeBron Tatum, Curry, Dame Dollar, and... Donovan Mitchell, if you want to throw, you, uh, versus Luca, Giannis, the Joker, Joel Embiid, Kristaps Porzingis. Like, make it where there's bragging rights, where these guys know, like when they compete but against each bragging, other. There's bragging rights now, yeah. and they're they just don't care throwing though. up. There, there were four hundred threes that mm. were shot in that game on Sunday. You know, you, you know, uh, another thing. Maybe, maybe there's too many all stars. Maybe you shorten it and you make it. Like I said, if you make it the world against America and you and you don't go with twelve or thirteen all stars, you just say, hey, we're taking seven guys or eight guys. I don't. know. There's got to be a way. Right, somebody in the Twitch chat says, then just don't watch it, Wiggy. If you don't like it, then don't watch it. I, I don't. I don't. I just happened because I watched it because Jalen Brown got me into it as an all star who got in the slam dunk contest. But normally I don't watch the all star game. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, I'll watch it. I'll turn it on a little bit because uh, JB got me watching the dunk contest and I'm, I'm feeling cool about that. I like the Steph Curry versus the girl there. That was pretty cool. But I'm like, all right. And then once I started watching it, it was like basically no defense. One time the joke was like, all right, just make the layup. I'm like, do you yeah, think Missoula got the hives watching a game he couldn't coach where teams shot 100 three pointers? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, but, the Steph Curry three pointer thing was pretty cool. Right. Uh, she did really well. Oh, yeah. She's she's a shooter. She did so well. Yeah, yeah. she's definitely a shooter. And Kenny Smith needs to watch his mouth. Yeah, that was a little it's a little uh, interesting. I mean, was what kinda, was the final? Did like he 20... apologize for that or well, not really? So. What was the he final? Said she, I don't know if you saw that, Curtis. He said she should have been shooting from the uh, from the women's line. Yeah, and what was the final score? Twenty nine, twenty six. Yes. Yeah. It was like she kept up with Steph Curry. Right. Can we just like let it be for a minute? Uh, but can we let someone make a indelicate comment and not have the world run to his house? Like, can he? <laughs> no, yeah, like a I don't nice think guy. I, he should lose his job. But at the same time, I don't understand. Like, we take so, so many steps forward, and can't we just let the competition speak for itself? Well, I think he was saying it like in order for it to like really give her a legitimate chance she of, kept up with him i know that but it's because he made the point well in golf women have women's tees and yeah. men's tees and yeah. in the wnba they're, right. they're, shime, shime hits from the reds <laughs> uh. so 
I, I get it. She was using a W. So do you, Mr. Senior Citizen. <laughs> I was so I disappointed destroy, in Shime. I'll, I'll destroy you one-on-one anytime right. you want, bud. Shime, it, just, it was how you talked about your game. It just didn't I'll do match. the same thing I, I do mean, with, with I've never with bragged these. about being I'll, good. I'll, I'll uh, give you a stroke a hole, and I'll beat you all day long. Okay. Wow. My short game is incomparable. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm on it, Team Shime now. It's well known for my show. I've lost a little bit of yardage. Right. You know, is that what Courtney's length, friend at the wedding said too? <laughs> length, lengthwise. Oh, and like, shit, I have an I like issue it. with length. And like the NBA, when it gets 100,000. <laughs> <laughs> with all this weight I'm losing, Greg, the ball's just going to go farther. So oh, yes. Right. Yes, of course. Just getting slow. Uh, all right. We, I will say you're probably going to fit better into your golf gear than you did uh, last few summers. That's true. I'm actually going to have to get no, new no golf offense. gear. So. <laughs> no All right, we got to take a break. But Derek White mm-hmm. of the Boston Celtics will join us next. Kane is in the building. Weekend in the rearview mirror and second half of the season underway in the NBA and joining us, I think for the first time ever on this show, it is Derek White of the Boston Celtics on the Harbor One Hotline. Hi, Derek. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for getting up. I don't know. Are you still in uh, time off mode or are you ready to get back to it? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, I'm ready to get back to it, but it was, it's been a nice break for sure. Um, we, what did you make of the weekend? I, well, I'll start with your, with your teammate and the, and the dunk contest. What'd you think of, uh, of, of Jalen, how he did over the weekend? I mean, I got a lot of respect for JB to even like risk doing something like that, which a lot of people wouldn't even try to do. And, um, and he went out there and tried to be creative and I'll support him 100%. Derek, <laughs> would you have a favorite? I mean, uh, when it came to his dunks? Which one do I like the most? Yeah. Um, I, I like the first one, uh, the Dominique. Uh, I like I like that one. I mean, uh, just to show off a little Atlanta from him, and I mean that was that's probably my favorite one. Yeah, Derek, as a lifelong basketball fan who grew up watching the dunk contest, the one thing I respected about Jalen Brown doing is him as an actual All Star competing because I feel like a lot of the All Star players. They're, they run from it because they're afraid they don't want to get embarrassed. So that's why you see guys that are G Leaguers coming in and going, oh, I'll do it. But that's the one thing that I'm hoping what Jalen did was maybe show some other All-Stars next year, hey, let's get this thing back to when, you know, the well-known players were in it and doing it, competing. Yeah, I think that's what JB was trying to do. And, I mean, I got, like I said, I got a lot of respect for him to, to go out there and put everything on the line, and um, I think he had fun with this, so that's really all that matters. I know, um, I, I feel like you should have been there, and um, I'm sh- I'm sure that's not what you would say, but do you, when you look at, are, are there, are there do guys want to play in that game, and are there ways in your mind to make it more competitive? Uh, I think everybody, I guess it's a big honor to, to be an all-star. I mean, obviously, some people have been playing in it for Many years, um, back to back to back, and then it's like the first timer, so it's kind of a, a blend of, of both. And um, I mean, I think to make it more interesting is the game's got to be close at the end. Yeah. 
Um, because if it's a close game at the end, then like that's when the competitive juices are going to be flowing. Like it's just not going to happen the whole game. But yeah. the game hasn't been closed in a while, so yeah. it's been kind of not competitive. Derek, Jalen called you the most underrated player in the league. Do you agree with that? What do you think of him saying that? And what do you think the reason behind that is? Uh, I mean, I think probably prior to this year, I was probably unknown, maybe even prior to like the playoffs last year. And so possibly uh, back then, I, I think I was underrated. Um, but now I've, I've definitely gotten more recognition and um, I mean, just to hear it from a guy like JB who's done so much in this league. Um, I mean, obviously I'm thankful and um, I, mean, I just wanted to keep going out there and try to help us win games. That's really all I'm focused on. Derek, how difficult, like you said, it it is for you to kind of show the rest of the league, you know, the talent that you have. What what do you think was the most difficult part of your journey um, to getting to you where you are now and being able to show everybody that you are a player that can do a lot of things, score, play defense, create. Uh, what do you think your your most difficult challenge was getting to this point? Um, I mean, I was I got drafted by San Antonio, which isn't the biggest market, so um, you kind of go under the radar. I mean, unless you're you're Victor, like nobody's really paying attention to what's going on in uh, San Antonio, I think. So um, especially my first, like, four years, I kind of just went on the radar. And then obviously being traded to Boston, it's just a much bigger market and um, everything you do just on a bigger stage. And so um, it, that kind of goes both ways, good and bad. I, I thought it was really cool that Jason Tatum got to meet Larry Bird and, and talked about how incredible that experience was for him. How important is it for you guys, like the history of the the Celtics? Like you play for this storied franchise, and you know, and but that was also a long time ago. Like how 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 big of a uh, of a point of interest for you guys is the history of this franchise? Yeah, I mean it's it's always crazy going into the facility or the arena and seeing all those banners and seeing so much history, and you just know about the Celtics history, and so. Uh, we've had a lot of former players come back and uh, just spending some time with them, saying hello, shaking their hand. I mean, I think it's important uh, definitely to carry on the legacy that they started. And then, um, I mean, we're all fans of the game. So just seeing guys that we watched growing up and seeing all these highlights, is, is great to meet them. Derek, this season feels a little bit different than last season or even the season before that. It feels like there's more continuity on on the court, and it seems like you guys are all playing really well together. I don't know if it's a change in you know adding Kristaps Porzingis, the subtraction of Marcus Smart, or it, is it Joe Missoula and getting that first season under his belt and getting you guys all on the same page? What do you attribute to that? Um, I think a little bit of everything. Um... Joe, Joe's been great just trying to instill that, that basketball joy we talk about all the time. Which is just, you want to play the right way. You want to move the ball. Uh, people got to move and stuff like that. So um, when we're moving the ball and we're all having fun and we're having that joy, uh, we're a really good team. And then obviously adding KP and Drew um, just give us so many different options and uh, there's so many different ways we can win games now. So um, it's been a lot of fun and we just want to keep getting better and better and be playing our best basketball at the end of the year. Derek, one of the things that I think a lot of us have noticed who've watched this team this year 
is uh, the ability for everybody to kind of buy into their rules and maybe have to give up some of the play for them scoring for themselves, being a, a selfless team. What, what do you think is the difference this year when you look at this team as being selfless versus last year? Yeah, I, I, we talked about it uh, before the year. It was like, we know we're all, we all can't start. We, you know, we all can't finish. We um, probably not going to average the most points we average in our career. Like, it's going to be uh, a different guy each night. So uh, we just had to accept it. Like, some nights I won't finish and uh, Al will finish and some nights Drew won't finish and we just um, are just completely bought into just winning. So um, we just have that mindset we talked about from the beginning of the year and um, whoever it is that night, we're all just happy, especially when we get win. You have uh, an event coming up that I want to talk about because there's an opportunity to – it's Derek White and it's uh, Derek White strikes to raise money for Special Olympics Massachusetts on the 28th of February. How did you How did you end up getting involved with Special Olympics? Uh, I think it all started. Uh, my aunt's been a part of Special Olympics, so going to uh, events as a kid and just seeing her smile and have fun uh, – she likes to swim, so during those swimming events, and so that's how it all started for me. And then I've been able to just learn more about it and uh, be a part of it in San Antonio and now here in Boston. And so um, I'm really excited about this event and um, and see how much we can help out the, the, this great organization. Are you a good bowler? <laughs> um, it's a hit or miss. Uh, I had I had one time I, I bowled the two hundred one. And then every other time I've been struggling since, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, but one day I say I'm a bowl of 300, so I think wow. I got a lot of work to do. Uh, you're a big ball guy? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I just whatever, whatever is around, I just use. <laughs> we have the candle pins here. In yes, yeah, I, I think I, everywhere I think, else is I, I, uh, I dump think, pins. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't think the small. Oh, uh, you talking about like the mini bowling? Y- yes, <laughs> yeah, mini bowling. Yeah, yeah I did that good. one time last year for an event. And I've never heard of it before. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just a northeast yeah, it thing. Yeah, it's a Massachusetts yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like the way we talk. <laughs> and Derek, a lot of people yeah. would meet you and be envious of the fact that you're an NBA player, a grid player on a great team, and all that. But Greg is really envious that Kane's Donuts created a donut just to try to get you to the all-star game it is greg's ultimate dream to have a donut named after him so you have that on him as well you said king's donuts canes canes they had a whole campaign well, it it, the white's an all-star donut yeah, <laughs> yeah well. it's like the best donuts around I didn't, I didn't even know i gotta check it out <laughs> derek you talked about like everybody kind of like not being selfish was that a missoula thing or did that come from tatum and brown the leaders of the team where did that kind of like mentality come from of like us you know hey we're not going to be able to get our shots off every single night um i think a little bit of everything uh joe definitely mentioned it but like we as players got to buy in and um i mean jt's probably been the most vocal about it is like, I don't care if I just score 18 points or whatever. Like if we win and we get to the end goal, like I'm going to be happy about it. So like a guy at his position that's willing to take that sacrifice, it, it definitely means a lot. And um, I mean, JB's done the same thing too. Is like, 
oh, how can I make the right play each time down if that's not me scoring or me even being involved in the play. So um, there's a lot of little things that uh, we talk about each day, and um, it's all it's not really on the stat sheet, but it just helps us win. I know there's a couple lanes left if you want to bowl with Derek. I assume you'll try to get some of your teammates there as well on the 28th. Yeah, yeah. You should have some guys come through. And, um, yeah, we have a couple lanes that are still available. and uh, We'd love to just make it as, as big and as great as possible. All right. Well, if you would like, if you're interested, you can go to bowl at specialolympicsma.org and join Derek and uh, the the rest of the crew for that event on the 28th at Kings in the Back Bay. And I know you you got to get back to practice, but I appreciate you taking the time to join us this morning, and we would love to have you on the show anytime, whenever you're available. I appreciate you guys. All right, Derek, thank you. That's Derek White. Um, and if you want to get in on that, you can get in on that and join him. For a great event coming up mm-hmm. on the 28th. They always do the best events at Kings, too. Those yeah. those Kings bowling events are always really good. It, it, uh, it's great, not... ba- great bathrooms over there. <laughs> Phenomenal, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. But it's it's an event where, kind of like the one that we have at Apex, it's not like the players are somewhere and all the people that paid to get in are somewhere else. Everybody's yes. intermingling oh, okay. is what you yeah. want. I like the And f- also, Courtney, we can figure out which Celtics player gets the biggest ovation. No, I think that is always important. I think we know that's Jason Tatum. But I love the fact that he talked about Jason Tatum being a big proponent of buying into saying, hey, here's what we need to do. Yeah. I only score 18 points. It is because that's been a lot of the criticism with Tatum. It's like, oh, he only cares about himself. You'll, you know, and I got a lot of NBA players that get that. And rightfully so, some do come off that way. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, to kind of get a window into, you know, Tatum really pushing that narrative like, Hey, we might not all get ours uh, mm-hmm. uh, every single night, and then them seeing him buying into it makes everybody else buy into yeah. it. All right, well, that's Derek White, and here is Courtney with what is trending this hour. The Rich Keith Show, weeknights starting at six. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, brought to you by Subaru of New England. There is a traffic advisory for all of you getting to work this morning in your cars. Police are on scene. A pedestrian was struck by a car uh, in the area of Harrison Avenue and Traveler Street. Traffic will be impacted all morning, so please seek an alternative route. Wow, that's right by Whole Foods, that area. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's a bit of a flex there on your uh, grocery store of choice. I mean, sorry, we uh, we all can't afford Whole Foods. Whole Foods I, has, I go to Shaw's I mean, right down the road. I don't know what you're talking about. Whole- I was just giving the place and location there. <laughs> they, hey, they have unbelievable pizza at Whole Foods. Uh, I go to Shaw's Star Market. That's where I get all my groceries, and you should too. Uh, uh, yep. By the way, Derek White, great guy. Great guy. Very refreshing. Yeah. It, it, yeah. He doesn't come across like he has a big ego. No. He seems very normal. No. Down to earth. Great guy. Uh, the Bruins took down the Stars in a shootout at the TD Garden yesterday. 4-3 to was the final, with Charlie McAvoy scoring in the ninth round of the shootout. And over the weekend, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown helped the Eastern Conference All-Stars to a 2-11-186 win over the Western Conference. Tatum, in his fifth All-Star appearance and second consecutive year as a starter, finished with 20 points, while Brown, in his third All-Star game, was the East's second-highest scorer with 36. Brown also finished second in the dunk contest. So Patriots news, according to Tom Pelissero, defensive lineman Lawrence Guy and safety Adrian Phillips were released by the organization yesterday. And James Ferenc has announced his retirement from the league. 
And the Subaru of New England Washington birthday sales event lasts all month long. Feel the freedom of a 2024 Subaru with symmetrical all-wheel drive. SubaruofNewEngland.com. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. Thank you, Courtney. And Greg, how was the uh, Eggs Benny at uh, Abe and Louie's? It looked delightful. Oh, it was so... I only ate one of the two Benedicts, Curtis, because, you know, I'm on a diet program, but... So I got it with the big thick bacon. I, I prefer that over the the uh, Canadian bacon. No right. disrespect. No disrespect to Canada. Well, it's America first. Uh, our neighbor to the north. Right. But, our hat. Uh, <laughs> got it with the the new skis bacon or whatever that. I mean, it was it was it was great. I treated myself. <laughs> I just gotta tell you, I saw that picture. I said that eggs Benedict doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> Twenty four degrees sunny afternoon high of thirty five. Uh, it is special. Um, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, as your career goes on and, and you know, you play a lot of games, uh, you don't remember all of them, but, you know, this is a night that uh, I remember forever. And, you know, it's special. I think it's a moment, uh, you know, obviously I haven't getting recognition, but it's a moment for me to, to thank and recognize all the people that have um, helped me get to this point in my career and to get here in general. And, you know, I, I think that's something that doesn't get enough recognition when is your support staff that you have around, not support staff, but your support system that you have in place. And, and for me, uh, they've been my, my family and, and my close friends have been my biggest supporters and some tough times that I've had early in my career and, and throughout that uh, they, they pulled me through and um, allowed me to come out on the other side feeling good. And Nice pregame ceremony for the captain mm-hmm. yesterday on uh, uh, celebrating a thousand games as a Boston Bruin. Did Very they nice. give him anything like a car? Or uh, there was no car. Uh, he had a cool him, jacket. Uh, mm. There were the whole family was in the jackets, mm-hmm. and the Don Sweeney gave him the old silver stick. Oh, uh, and we're gonna then, get you a silver mic. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, Cam presented him with a painting right. uh, that had been done. Well, so that's nice. Uh, very nice ceremony. His and- wife's bag was taken from her when they entered. <laughs> yes. And, it was it was cute um, behind the bee when they had his, his son and daughter come in to talk about the starters and, you know, announce him in the in the dressing room. I think yeah. that's cute when they no, bring was, the family, make the family involved. Well deserved. And then Jeremy Swayman went out and uh, and got him a win. I mean, why, why, Shime, how many saves? What do you have? 41 saves? 43, I think. Uh, 43? Yeah, it was, he was standing on his head for as much, as, doing as much as he could. And Brick kept saying on the, on the broadcast that he must be frustrated with how many shots he's facing. Like, it is wild. Uh, night and day, how different this defense is compared to how it ha- how it was last year. Yeah, like they are just they don't pr- block as many shots. They're not getting sticks to pucks. Like the goalies are having to do a ton of work. Yeah, I mean, I would leave uh, Charlie McAvoy out of that discussion at least sure. yesterday. But Lindholm is like a shell of himself. What he was, uh, he's, he's often in the wrong position. It appears to me. So is that uh, your biggest need now moving forward? Because originally it was scoring, scoring, but it seems like now every time we talk to Mike Milbury or you know Shime comes up with his his theories, it's more about their their defense. Well, I don't know what when you say need. Like, do you feel like Don Sweeney got burned last year when he went out and went nuts at deadline time and it didn't pan out? Like, do you think that they're they're internally looking at it like they're going to do that again? Yeah, but then you can't. Then it's similar to their approach, right? So their approach is now because we got burned, 
we're now not going to take a team that has a, a real realistic chance That's and add to it. You is like I'm asking. I don't you. think I don't think you should. I don't think it should let it affect you at no, all. No, they, they, they both Sweeney and Neely need another title. Yeah, I don't think it should affect you at all. You should be doing everything in your power to say, okay, how can we get better and how can we put ourselves in a legitimate position to to win a Stanley Cup. And you missed out on the best thing that he got. X Bear saying he got a custom Rolex. Ooh, oh wow! They didn't show that. Um, wow, I, I, I just, don't think. I just looked that it up. There's a, there's a yeah. uh, photo McAvoy yeah. bringing out a custom Rolex. You just don't give Rollies out like that. Yeah, Nothing. That is very better than nice. a car. That's what they give. I mean, that's what they give you. Like on the 25 years of when you've been with a company for a long time, they used yeah. to give you a watch. Uh, that's not a Rolly, though. <laughs> Well, like well, a Timex. For you, Timex might yeah. be good. Maybe yeah. a Swatch watch. Yeah. I'll take the Maybe an Apple really. watch. When I, I got, Give me the Rolly. Right when I got to 10 years, Ken took away a week of work. It was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here is Derek, the Steelers fan. Hello, Derek. Well, good morning, everybody. What's going on? Hilltog, I'll tell you, with this school break... I've uh, entered the world of your stream on YouTube. Ah, you look good, kid. Uh, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> what up, Derek? Hey, hey. <laughs> Curtis, it's all relative guy, all right? He <laughs> looks true. good now. <laughs> so I, I got to tell you, I, this this whole dynasty thing, it's just, it puts to bed more of the narrative that people wanted to put out around here. First of which is Kill Dog. I was right all those years ago on AAF when I told you Pretty was Doc Leonard's first celebrity client. That's a guarantee that that happened. Can we put that to bed now? I, I mean, because that that kid's had more work than the Dolly Parton ever will. I mean, good lord above, Curtis. Okay, can we talk about the football part of it, the drama part of it? Not Tom he's, Brady, a, not, he's not addicted Tom... to plastic surgery. It's it's crazy. That that's the other thing that I love is the whole hate us because they ain't us narrative was buried, buried, because these people were a mess. And I'll give you this, Curtis. You're right when you say it's amazing that they continued to win at the level they did when they were all fighting over the glory. Right. They all fell in love with the red carpets and the bright lights of the cameras. And the biggest one of them all. The biggest offender of them all, drunk guy Bobby, is still in love with it. Still can't get enough of it. I, I It is, Curtis brought up the dysfunction last week, and it's mm-hmm. tough to talk about this until you really get into it, but the, you know, the dysfunction that came with whether it was Bill's letter to Donald Trump or... Uh, the, 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 but can just on that, Greg, the, like the, the way that they focused on those things, but omit a relatively major international story relating to the owner of the football team is all you need to know about who had final say. You don't think that Apple would like to discuss that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk yeah. about salacious. You don't think, uh, Curtis, Curtis, you people can't even run your cameras when you go to the stadium. Of course he has final say. The guy's a control freak. You can't even do a normal show down there without this guy telling you you can't bring your cameras in. I mean, there's so many. They're just at the end of this. There's so many things that Mm -hmm. you can point to and say that was the reason for the end of the dynasty or that was the reason. A long way, Hill Dog. A long way back to the top, kid. Enjoy this little (laughs) documentary. 
because it's it's going to be a long time before you see that again. <laughs> Derek, thank you. I mean, I you know. So they what's get the stuff, issue? Like that, then? Robert Kraft stepped in and and uh, allowed Alex Guerrero to come back. Right. So all right. I mean, so, that's th- that's on him, right? I mean, that's going against your head coach, right? Yeah. Well, so, the, actually, the real answer to all of this would have been to put the three of these people in one room and say, "Hey, you're both under contract. You're both the best at what you do. Let's figure this out." That, I don't think, to my knowledge, was never done. Doesn't that's seem what, like it. That's what a true leader does, right, Greg? I mean, if there's an issue, bring the people in the same room, bing, you know, either fix it or you don't. Yeah. Th- doesn't it seem like, and like I said, I haven't gone as far as you guys have gotten, but as things start to trickle out, it seems like the only guy that really kind of stayed the same on how he perceived <laughs> things... Was Bill. Was Bill. <laughs> yeah. Right, because Tom got to a point where he let... The way Bill coached him, he let it frustrate him towards the end of his career mm-hmm. and then didn't want to be coached that way when you had no issues with it for 15, 16 years. So that frustrated you. Then Robert got frustrated with Bill's the way Bill did things at the end when you had no kind of issues on how he – I mean, you had issues, but you didn't let it get in the way of things. But it almost seemed like as it got later on into the dynasty or towards the end, they let the other things or affect them rather than say, okay, let's work this thing out and continue to, we know what everybody is. Let's work this thing out and continue to see how great we really can be with this dynasty. That to me is what I get from this. The one guy that relatively was the same, yeah, he changed a little bit in how he talked to the media, but the way he treated people and kind of doing the things he did, who stayed the same was Bill. But but they all change. Success does that. I mean, Bill was not the same person after six Super Bowls as he was before. But he he still kind of was coaching the same way. He still was riding guys' ass paws. He still was making guys <laughs> feel uncomfortable. He right? wasn't making guys feel uncomfortable. The Matt Castle episode, Matt Castle talks about how Bill was really uh, encouraging to him. No, no, and no, then, but I'm just talking about Bill, his, his, but, overall, his overall way he coached. But we always say now, when it, especially when it's Mac Jones, and how he doesn't change the way he coaches just because Mac Jones may need something different. Back then, it did seem like he did that. And he says it himself. He goes into how, you know, you should coach guys the way that that, that makes sense for them because mm-hmm. you're going to get the best out of them. He doesn't do that anymore. Well, I, what do you mean in that do way? Do you like, think that the way he coached Mac Jones was beneficial to Mac Jones? No, but he co- he's been coaching the same way he's coached from I'm day one. I'm telling you, when you get to that episode, he says he doesn't. He says that he, he, he is different with every guy in the way he coaches. But he's always been different with every player. I'm saying right now he's not. Uh, well, so he is or he isn't? I don't get I'm confused. He was back then. He's not anymore. So he didn't coach Mac Jones, Mac Jones differently? Uh, no, I don't think so. But we all we all felt like he did. No, I think that we all felt like he, Mac Jones needed somebody that gave him support over and over again, and Bill's not that guy. Right, but we and know. he didn't cater to what Mac Jones needed. But we know why he changed with Mac, because the way Mac went behind his back. I just think that. They had an awful lot of success because of not one person, but the entire group, the, the every player that was in and out of there, the coaches, the owner, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And when they all embraced that, 
then everything was great. When any individual in that group started to think that it was all them, which I, I'm, Curtis, you're saying, I guess that happens with success. No, I mean, I'm not um, saying it's. You're not. You're absolutely right about that's, this. That's when it changed, and, right? And it, and it was. It, it wasn't one person. Mm-hmm. I, like the whole. You, I'm, you, we'll have to talk about this at the end, but the whole entire thing, in my opinion, is essentially set up to make Bill Belichick the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But and that's what I'm saying. And, he but, never changed, though, because he it, didn't. It never changed. Like he every, didn't. it's one thing when you're bad and you go, okay, now it's bad. And but even at, when Brady went on the 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 podium and said, "Go talk to Robert about his money," that was. Basically, a year after they, or right after they just won a Super Bowl, so it wasn't like it was bad for this period of time. And and Tom, but he wasn't saying go talk to Robert about the money. Like I can't, I can't tell you. No, no, no. But was, no, but, but I'm saying I, for me, I think that, and this is where I kind of like, as somebody who played for Bill and played in the league, like I don't get, like. This guy coached you this way for X amount of years. Then you get to a point where it's like, oh, I don't want to be coached that way no more. And I'm like, well, what, wait a second. I don't think it was how he was coached. So I then think what it was, was it? I think it was that he wanted to use his own training staff and changed how he was recovering from injuries. And I don't even think that was a problem until – the the sort of gospel of of Guerrero was being spread around to other high profile players. Mm-hmm. That's the issue for me and for Tom and Brady for Tom and Bill. And I would say my biggest takeaway from the series is that if Tom and Bill were just together without money, without anything, they're incredibly similar in their drive to win. I believe there is more in common between Belichick and Brady than there is between either of them and Kraft. Yet Kraft would have you believe that he was the one, you know, keeping everything glued together. And I just find the the way in which this entire process was done to be beneath Robert Kraft. That you have six Super Bowls, why do you need to taint anything just because you want to change how people view? Because guess what? Boston sports fans know how they feel. They don't see one thing and immediately go, oh, you're right. People here have a certain belief, and they stick with it. Yeah, I mean, somebody in the Twitch chat says that we've turned into uh, a giant Bill uh, apology blame craft show, which I don't – I mean, I I felt the way I felt the entire time about it. I haven't turned into that. I I think that – If Greg leaves tomorrow – and Wiggy, Courtney, and I sit down and just talk about all the things we didn't like about you <laughs> without actually discussing how you've helped our careers, you would like us less. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're talking about. Once you see this, even the first two episodes, it's the postpartum rewriting of history that bothers me, and I think it will bother a lot of Patriots fans. And can yeah. I just say something? There's so many people that are like, stop talking about it. You're spoiling it. We're not spoiling anything. We're talking about, you know about Spygate. You know about Deflategate. Yeah. You know about all of these things that happen within the dynasty. There's going to be an episode about that. Everyone knows who Aaron Hernandez is. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's difficult to talk about certain things that are revealed and we're trying not to. It's difficult to have a discussion uh, when you know what the end is. Like, it's difficult to talk about Tom Brady 
saying, go ask Mr. Kraft, mm-hmm. and you're thinking that that's about money. In my mind, that's not what it's about. Yeah, see, I haven't gotten that far, right. so I don't... So that, that's, yeah. that's not I what I think I'm only about. at, like, episode four or yeah. five of one of those. Right. I, I just look at the overall and basically just, like, viewing it from being being there and and being part of it and going, okay, I understand the whole Guerrero thing. And I had, like I said, I haven't got as far as you got. But I think Bill's biggest concern wasn't, and this is just from knowing people, wasn't that guys were going to Guerrero. Guys were going, saying to the Patriots training and strength and conditioning staff, no, I'm not doing that. Right. I'm not going there because, and that's where what frustrated Bill more than anything and saying, hey, listen, you could use him, but you got to take care of your responsibilities on what the team trainers and team strength and conditioning coaches are talking about. And we saw that kind of a little bit in the Brady Tom versus time when Edelman and it might have been Amadola, but I can't when they were in Wyoming and go, well, just because you don't lift weights means that we can't lift weights. It's just different. And I think Part of that whole issue was the way Guerrero looked at things versus the way Bill had done things for all those years when it came to training and strength and yeah, conditioning. I coach. just think it's odd. I agree with Curtis. It's odd to try to rewrite history. And for 20 years, it was Bill, it was Tom, it was the way Bill brought players in, it was the way Tom played football, it was the, the way that uh, everybody went out there and did their job, and then now suddenly, for whatever the reason, it's turned on a dime, and it's like, let's all point our finger at Bill Belichick because he was such an awful meanie. Like, I, I it, it wasn't that way for 20 years. Well, or, uh, uh, so who do you think the reason is? But go back and listen to what Robert Kraft said the day he fired Bill Belichick, knowing what he has said in this documentary was already in the can, already about to be released. Like, isn't that like almost serial killer? Like crazy? Like, he, you know how he feels now. He said those things about Bill Belichick, knowing that we were all going to watch and hear his animus for the guy in three months. Can I ask yeah. this question, or is it too much? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you believe? You can say that every day, by the way. But go ahead. Yes. Who do you believe? Because I haven't seen as much as you have. Who do you believe is the because the the real crumbling of the dynasty is when Brady leaves. So who do you believe is the reason why Brady left or wasn't able to come back for another three, four years? I believe Tom Brady left on his own. Because I think he didn't want to be coached by Bill Belichick Don't spoil that Brady left. People are still wondering. (laughs) Um, So then, because you asked the question... Yes, uh, the uh, the main so culprit. You can, blame, of- you can blame Bill Belichick for that if you want. That I think that's what Robert Kraft wants to do now. Revisionist history. He wants you to blame Bill Belichick for Tom Brady leaving. So then you have but, to blame Tom for not. Well, you can. Uh, Tom could have stayed if he wanted to, but he didn't want to stay. In in my opinion, with Bill Belichick coaching. See, then that's who I would blame for the crumbling of the dynasty. Who? The guy who leaves. 
because if you co- if you have been coached for uh, now, e- you're not going to be in. You weren't invited to be in in the dynasty. Now you're not going to be invited back in, oh, on, listen, in June on Brady. I, hey, listen, I, I got number love for Tom, and yeah, he knows clearly. that. He knows that, and you know, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for okay, MFK. Crapped Brady Bill, you got to answer. <laughs> but I look at it like this: you were Wiggy co- won't even say a man's handsome. You, <laughs> you would coach. You've been coached for. I so- would marry Tom, make up sex with Bill, and kill Crap. <laughs> I would. Uh, I'd marry Robert because he's the billionaire of the group. Smart. So that's that's kind of the way you want to do it. You look what happens yeah. when you marry a billionaire. Oh, it always turns out well for you. Mm. I I that's why I ask: How bad is it that you? get coached for this way for so long, and then all of a sudden you can't take that no more. Mm-hmm. That's what I would ask him. Is it real? Was it really that bad? Well, like, it was, I guess, uh, over his soulmate. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Like a rigorous one-day work week. we got to get you out of here. Yeah, so it took a lot off, out of me. Get off to Florida. Yep. So a little vacation, and then we will join you next week. Yes. In the in the Anything Goes state, and we'll have three days of Fenway South Road shows for you Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you'll be on Monday and Tuesday. Yes, and I am sure, uh, knowing all of you guys, uh, that there will probably be remote Courtney Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday. There, 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 so. there could be. Yeah, there could yeah, be. Of this be. week, yeah. you mean? Yeah. 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 That could be, yes. Yeah, you know, when Shime pulls everything uh, moronic that I've said in the last year. I would never to, do such yeah. a thing. And there's nothing done. It is interesting that everybody else takes time off and no remote wiggy. <laughs> Top could. quality meats. Yeah, we could. Well, I, you know why they don't have remote wiggy? Because <laughs> I don't take many much time off. Uh, according true. to the wrap-up from I last think, year, you sure year. did. No, no, last, Ken, last. Ken was even wrong on, I think, like three of those dates. Two, no, he wasn't. I think. No, yeah, no, he was. He was right. He was spot on, right on the money. Like there were a couple bereavement days. Yeah, in Ken talked too. wiggy when somebody died. <laughs> yeah, so there was, you know, when it comes to, when, hey, I know my role. Uh-huh. I'm not like Brady. I missed some days. Uh, hey, they're going to they gonna ship me out like they did Mac. Mm. Everyone called me a sheep, and I was buying. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't weird to say. Sheep's ba. Speaking of you, though, we did learn something interesting about you today. Yeah. Uh, and we uh, we could call this segment, If You Missed It. Uh, and at the start of the show this morning, Courtney shared what her life goal was mm. from, the age, from a young age. Yeah, like probably 10 years old. 10 years old. Yeah. She shared what her life goal was, and I think we have that audio from the beginning of the show, Shine. Uh, but Monday, Tuesday, okay. I will right. be maybe poolside. Oh, uh, maybe I'll okay. be coming to you poolside. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I you like know, that. Maybe like I'll that. start in the cover-up, and as the show gets on. Oh, right. Maybe we'll as long like, as Ken's okay with that. I'm sure. Uh, Ken's off Ken. all week. Nobody's don't, working. Don't worry about Ken. Uh, they allow nudity on Twitch now, remember? Oh, do they? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Do they shine? Do they allow nudity? I believe it's only tasteful nudity. Oh, it's good. only tasteful. Art, this will be tasteful. It has to be artistic. It'll be yes. tasteful? Yes, this is always tasteful. <laughs> okay. I'm like a Playboy magazine centerfold. <laughs> huh? Tasteful nudity. Okay. Okay. I always All used right. to say that to my dad. He never liked okay. it. I said, when I was really young, 
I was like, you know, a goal of mine maybe in life is to be in a Playboy centerfold. And really? my dad said, what? <laughs> and uh, I said, you know, Kim Kardashian, I don't follow, but I remember hers. There was pearls, you know, covering yeah. uh-huh. the nipples uh-huh. and the privates, <laughs> uh-huh. but it was tasteful. Yeah, that's she what they great. Yeah. yeah. So that was always your goal was to be a playmate, to be a playmate. Yeah, I think that it maybe the 90s, it was a rise and big name celebrities getting those Mm -hmm. centerfolds. So Uh I always knew about them. And then Girl Next Door, the Girls Next Door was a big time show on E! that my mom and I used to watch. And it was Uh Hugh Hefner's three girlfriends, Kendra, Mm -hmm. Holly and uh, her her name was began with a B. Um, It's escaping me right now. Mm -hmm. And. I thought that they were so cool. I thought the Playboy Mansion was so cool. The grotto was awesome. And wasn't there a moment where it was like a celebrity started doing it a lot? Yes. There was like a celebrity playmate that they were always doing? And it Uh seemed like the photographers were all um, very appropriate when it came to Uh taking these tasteful shots. Uh They were always beautiful. I think bodies are beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, show show them off. Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. that was a goal of mine. Is Playboy still around? I mean, is this a goal you can still accomplish? I think once I don't Hugh think Hefner. Very, I don't think it's very popular. I don't yeah. think people are still getting the magazines in the mail. Well, maybe not the magazines, but maybe they're going to uh, Playboy.com or maybe it's uh, their play, <laughs> IG page. Sure they, they probably have an app. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure. I so the dream is still alive. Well, he still kind, Hugh Hefner kind of got canceled post-mortem. Oh, that's because his girl came out or the one of three his. three girlfriends, yeah. One of the ex-wives or whatever. Yeah. Kind of dragging him out. Did she? Have, she has Holly like a Madison, show. Yeah. yeah, basically. Short a book. Uh, I mean, the man built Playboy, and now they're ripping him down. Yeah. His whole entire—they're just pointing the finger at him and rip. It's well, they, th- they call that the craft. Yeah. I think he wasn't really getting tested for STDs and stuff. So, oh, he, oh, he wasn't. No, like, the guy was 150. <laughs> right. I mean, he was that's having unprotected problem. sex with a million was girls. It, was he 150? I mean, that's your problem for climbing in bed with somebody who's 150 years old. And then you should be worrying about STDs. You should be worried about if the guy's going to die in the next 30 seconds. <laughs> Have a good trip, Courtney. Oh, thank you so much. All I'll right. miss you guys. We're going to miss excited. you. Yeah, enjoy Florida. Yep. Let, let's know how the weather is. I'll get it ready for you. All right. Well. Our thanks to Derek White for being on the show this yeah. morning. Yes. Be White. We will be back tomorrow with ESPN Sean McDonough at 9. Rest of us here at 6. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching this show on Twitch or on YouTube. Thanks for streaming it at weei.com. Or listening on the Odyssey app. Gresham Foyer are next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.